Hey everybody, welcome to Dialogue Choices Podcast, episode 38. It's our one year anniversary, so we're streaming today. But no one heard me say we're streaming, because I just started streaming. So that wow. is just for the recording audience. Streaming's Great. weird. So, oh, actually, I just uh, opened the video and I heard you say that. Yeah, that you were streaming right on time. So you, somebody heard it. You, you can see it. Has, it's it, like has a, it? Wait, has it really been a year? Yeah, it's been a year. Uh, the first episode ever went up on September twenty first, twenty twenty. Wow! Mm -hmm. So a day after tomorrow, the day after this, the final video goes up for this. It's as close as you'll get. Uh, yeah, it snuck up. The uh, congratulations. You, you can see our grade of how <laughs> cons how so. consistently we uploaded because we have a this episode thirty eight when there's fifty two weeks in a year. It's <laughs> <laughs> not bad. We also had two. That said, we, we, twice we yeah. got double episodes out of a week too, so it's even worse. <laughs> there's two That's more. Also true. <laughs> so we missed sixteen weeks, I think, out of fifty two. That is our mm. opener. Exciting. Checks out. <laughs> Checks out. So why are well, we streaming this? Because it's I the mean, one year, maybe, and I just, just vaguely felt this. like I should do something special, but I don't fucking... <laughs> How do you do anything special in our line of work? You'd be like, wow, it's an event. It's like, I don't know, we'll stream well, a podcast. Um, you get guests. <laughs> there, you get really there cool was guests. That, oh, you they don't guests. return my That's calls, true. or they do, and they say, oh, yeah, sounds great. I'm busy this weekend, though. <laughs> 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 Which is uh, that's that's that doesn't matter whether they're friend or foe. That's yeah. just a normal human response. I had like to a most, back and forth uh, planning. We, we did we did have one time where I I thought I was gonna get guests and then like then I was like oh fuck but that was more yeses than I was expecting. Are we gonna have multiple guests in the same episode and then there was no guests. <laughs> Nobody actually ended up <laughs> showing up. Oh boy. So <laughs> well, networking is scary, mm -hmm. <laughs> especially on a time frame. Yeah. But we are here for each other. You know, I've had the thought that if I if I try to get like a specific person, it's probably just going to be like me showing up whenever they're available, like as a one on one thing, like the mm -hmm. like the de the developer interview with the guy that did lock, because that's just way less coordination. <laughs> mm -hmm. We have a leftover question that's just like, what moment made you realize you wanted to be a let's player? And I just singled that one out because it's just funny to me. Did you have a moment where you realized you wanted to be a let's player? Anybody? Ooh, it's been a no. while. I mean, it's been a while for me. I can like only imagine how you must feel about it. It's been for you guys. It's been almost ten years. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We're coming up on Jesus. Uh... <laughs> it's been eighty-four years. It's been eighty-four years. Let's see. Uh, protect me, night. What day did that go up on? Uh, you don't have an, 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 a spreadsheet with all those things? I see. have all my spreadsheets. Oh, shit. Can look at all my... We missed our 10-year anniversary, Andrew. It happened yeah, already. Yeah, we did. It's yeah. Protect Me YouTube, Night went up uh... on September 13th, 2011. <laughs> oh, yeah, YouTube, that's right, uh, About a week ago. <laughs> I keep thinking YouTube we're in 2020. Uh, when I logged into, logged into the Sad Games uh, dashboard, it was like, hey, it's your birthday. You want to do something? And I was like, okay. And then it, the page <laughs> failed to load. And I was like, okay, well, this is pretty much a good, a good experience of YouTube. Yeah. So I guess this is our this is our 10-year anniversary 
basically of doing let's plays coincidentally and we lost track i was literally about to google like uh when did dark souls come out because like that was like one of the first things we touched but uh but no it was 2009 right dark souls uh that's 2011 2000, oh, that, no, yeah. 2011. Demon Souls That's was 2009. Demon Souls 2009. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. no, we, uh, what is it? I mean, our roots are weird and stupid, which is that I was in college and at one point I had this idea in college that I was <laughs> completely insane. It's definitely one of those things that only exists in your mind and never actually, like, the rubber never hits the road at all because it's terrifying to think about. But. Basically, there was just always protesters at college, and they're like conservative protesters. They're there to get you, and they were like, "I'm going to show you these giant poster boards of aborted fetuses and stuff like that, and just ruin your day and, and just be irritating." And then, they, and there's always the people with like their like set up tables about the Bible, and they're going to like convert you on the spot on campus or something. Like it was just <laughs> a lot to deal with. Uh, so I just I'm laughing, but it's not it's not fun. It's not fun. <laughs> So I was no. like, so as a as a plucky twenty one year old, I was like, I'm gonna like inter I'm gonna make a YouTube channel where I like interview or debate with some of these people or whatever the fuck, which is just like such a it's a bad idea in general and a thing that I would be poorly suited for, uh, and definitely even back then, like my world was obvious. Like I didn't know much. <laughs> I, like I've I've changed so much since I was twenty one that like the idea of that is like mortifying that it ever do something like that. But you know, it's you, you entertain the thought. But uh, mm -hmm. and I ended up putting out a thing out on Facebook to be like, let's do like a get a group together and maybe we'll debate things or whatever. And that was sit and discuss the original channel. And we met up with like some school friends and Andrew was there because he just kind of latched onto the idea and volunteered to like host the thing. Uh, which Ballsy. like before that, we basically just knew each other from like two separate midnight premieres for video games uh, yes. and hadn't interacted that much. Uh, but then what happened is we just fucking podcasted basically without even necessarily. I don't even know if we knew what podcasts were back then, but we ended up just doing a podcast for like an hour and clip and chopping that into little videos and like there was funny moments and all that and like that was just entertaining so we just left it there uh and then literally like the spinoff was just that fucking andrew uh played amnesia and reviewed it on steam and said play play amnesia get insomnia and i was like would it be funny <laughs> if we like just like recorded that like a horror game like i was like inventing like in my mind i was like this is a new idea <laughs> like i hadn't heard of a let's play the first let's play channel i ever followed wouldn't exist until after we started doing it because game grumps came out in 2012 so like i didn't mm -hmm. i didn't consume let's play content and didn't really know they existed and it was way less popular so i just had the idea like it'd be funny to record a video game uh and that was that Yep. So it's like the inverse of the idea of like, when did you realize you want to be this thing that you have a word for? It's like, words? I didn't have words. <laughs> I just, it's just really intuitive to record a video game. I had fucking, I mean, like years before that, you'd record like you beating a boss in a WoW or something and upload that on YouTube. Mm -hmm. But you were like, yeah, they were like, being like a job or a platform. They were like guides or, yeah, like very, very loose ideas of using video like using youtube to explain how to do things in video games or something like that but it was never like i'm just going to upload 20 hours of me playing playing yeah. a game like that just and didn't even, seem feasible because like the technology at the time was also just banana garbage 
It's like, oh, oh you yeah. want to go buy a capture card from Best Buy that only does like oh, yeah, all of our original recordings and... are bad. <laughs> yeah, they're, like badly, using, they're badly set up and badly edited, but also on bad hardware. <laughs> yeah, and I and in the early days, I had absolutely no idea how any of it worked. I just showed up at Andrew's place and he just did something and we just hoped for the <laughs> yeah. best. And I didn't have any like reference point for quality at that point either. But we didn't know if we even wanted to be Let's Players after we were already doing it. You'll remember at one point I basically quit because I was like, we were trying to record Dark Souls 1. And I'm like, why would why would I ever do this? Why wouldn't I just enjoy playing video games on their own and not like do it in this weird contrived setting that makes them shittier and less fun to do and so on. And it's like, it's, <laughs> which, it's like come full circle now in a weird way. Like Let's Plays have almost made me enjoy games more than I was at the time not doing Let's Plays because you have like, you're more attentive and so on. But like, mm -hmm. yeah, like, I, I quit for a bit at one point, kind of. I don't remember how long that lasted, but I was like phasing out of the idea. I think we might have just kept doing Xbox Live indie games as opposed to like doing a, a series anymore for a while. Uh, There's also a phase where Andrew was like, I'm going to repurpose the entire channel and delete all of our videos. And we're going to be a boss fight channel now because he had like one conversation yes. with Joe. <laughs> and so like it was just like phase after phase after of like, the opposite of ever knowing you wanted to be a let's player basically yeah it's not yeah there's a lot of it's just a lot of like well i don't know where to go i don't know how to use youtube i don't know what the like is there a structure is there a guide is there a um a, a secret uh yeah you know a plan know that doing. you're supposed to follow but yeah and like it turns out that like no there isn't it's just youtube's all about just luck it's all just mm -hmm. about like ah you just happen to have accidentally shown up in a place that had a lot of people looking at it oops my bad it wasn't supposed to happen but now you're popular enjoy it and it's like i, I don't know i don't i i feel like if it, it i don't know i feel like uh if i had gone with the knowledge that i have now i probably would have spent a lot more time editing and a lot less time <laughs> uh yeah I, I, yeah i don't know that's a very it's, the problem with the, the editing, I feel, and obviously, I, I, well, I don't speak with personal experience, but but I think I feel that it's it's harder for for it, it's not it, it's a bigger ceiling for channels that edit that have edit, heavily edited content, as in you can grow bigger and faster, but it's also a lot harder because heavily edited content is so. For one, it's harder to make, so you're going to be making less of it. So it's going to be harder for you to compete on all fronts, depending on what games you play and all that. But also, you're going I mean, up it, against. It can definitely do way better, though. Yeah, you like the the. That's why I'm saying the ceiling is bigger, but I think it it might be harder to break through because one of the things that got me through. Well, probably the first two years, I feel. Well, and it, <laughs> effectively, since I'm not doing YouTube as my main job, uh, it's the. I got me through the last six years, which is my entirety of of YouTube. Uh, the thing that got me through is the fact that I can make so much with relatively little effort. And early on, I was, uh, and even until very late, I was basically on OBS. I would just start recording and I would record the full episode and I'd, pause, and I'd stop it at the end and upload that straight away. And that was it. So that that uh, ease of, of uh, that lack of basically quality control and lack of... of uh, 
of effort in in a way because I'm not going back and editing all the things and all that. Uh, that definitely allowed me to be okay with a. I don't know. I think if I was putting in the the effort that you need to edit everything, I would have burned out early on because it's really difficult. I got very I think I got very lucky uh with my my growth. It took me I think about 2 years to to get to a steady 6000 views a, a day and that's where I am still. Uh, but um basically I've plateaued at that at that, but I still think I'm very lucky. Early on I'm I'm gonna get to how I, or when was the moment when the moment was that I uh, realized I wanted to do YouTube, um, but you were saying that there was no no guide or anything early on, uh, and I I think even in 2015, which is when I started, uh, th there was already things like the Let's Play uh, subreddit where Let's Players would help each other and give and answer questions and all this sort of stuff, and I think it's still going. Uh, I haven't been there in a while. Uh, and there were guides about uh, configuring OBS and uh, OBS obviously being a very important tool for us to record our games. Uh, not not necessarily the, the only tool that we use, but it's a very important one. Um, so all the, all the technical stuff and, and questions and stuff back in 2015 were already available in a way. But the biggest hurdles are really about figuring yourself out, uh, figuring your your workflow when you're you know when you're ready to record, when, what you need to do after recording, all the thumbnails and logos early on, and and just your own branding, your own persona, all that sort of stuff is is uh, so much more work than just configuring OBS and and learning what hardware you need to, to record. Um, and, uh, what uh, what I'm gonna say though is that. Because I went to those subreddits uh, as I was starting out, starting out uh, and I, I got to see and meet a lot of people. I say a lot, but like a handful of people. That, and I followed them on YouTube and followed their career. Some of them I still keep up with, uh, just, you know, sort of following them on Twitter or on YouTube. But I just, I didn't, I didn't see anyone have a channel with success like I did. So, and I, like... I've had people comment about, oh, this channel is dead. It doesn't get any comments. <laughs> or I can't believe you're still doing it. Um, it always but... feels like people don't agree on definitions of things or something. <laughs> like, I yeah. I understand it's calling a like, chat dead if no one's talking in it, regardless of context. Like, a, a dead chat's mm -hmm. a dead chat. A dead channel implies that it was previously higher activity and then died. That's, like, what death represents yeah and i'm like exactly and whenever somebody calls one of our channels dead it's always like but it's literally doing better than ever before like right yeah. now this is the peak it's continuing to grow like what the it's <laughs> not what the word means it's like, it's, like I, uh, it's not pewdiepie therefore it's dead it's like that's not what words mean <laughs> yeah the thing is like people don't people really don't understand that the um, and your chat right now by the way keith is just yeah, no, we need Super to get to the actual right questions. <laughs> but the we thing, are doing the a question with, right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. The thing with uh, with people thinking it's dead is that they just, people just don't have no idea what, how difficult it is to stand out. And when I say difficult, uh, obviously I mean the effort that we have to put in. I don't want to dismiss that aspect of it, um, but because it is a lot of effort. It's uh, at least the it's effort like I put in. Stuff oh. though, as opposed to like standout creative works. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like you're you're doing daily but grunt work, which is like it's a real job and all that. But like you like 
if you want to do better on YouTube, you just do something wildly different than that than the kind but of template I think stuff. Even even if you do something different, because uh, that's what I was gonna say. L like the, all the other people that I followed uh, from my from the time I spent browsing the Let's Play subreddit, they all had like some of them were great. They were fantastic. They were like incredible, uh, super talented, and and they were in. in innovative they were they were good at editing and they just got 10 views 15 views that was it 100 subscribers some of them a thousand at most and it's like it's so unfair it's all about luck because okay, one, of the, one of the channels that we uh on because let's play our such let's play has the unsucky sunday thing which is a stupid title that's awkward and weird but you submit your let's play and then the, the whoever won last week judges it and they pick winners for that week and so on. And we've won, we've won twice. I won once on my personal channel and once on Sad Games back in the day. And when mm -hmm. Andrew and I judged it, uh, we, worked, we worked through the giant list of like fucking like 100 submissions. We like split it between the two of us. And we like, we'd watch like a minute of each video. And if it caught our attention, we'd like look into it further and because we had to like parse through them all. Uh, mm -hmm. the, one of the winning channels from that, that we like gave the world stupid fake award to was treesicle treesicle now has nine hundred fifteen thousand subscribers <laughs> one of the channels that we like recognized in that is like more successful than any of us will ever be <laughs> yeah i mean that's that's it's really uh, funny good on you for recognizing it i suppose it's just really they don't do let's plays though so that's the trick see yeah <laughs> that's the trick yeah they, I mean, they, went, they, went, they went off to make a bunch of fucking theory videos like game theory and now they're successful <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, though, is that the content, uh, there is a market for a content, and Let's Plays are a pretty, now they are, a very low uh, barrier of entry into Let's Playing. Mm -hmm. You can yeah. get it, if you have a gaming PC, you can basically be a Let's Player. Yeah. And if most people who play video games on PC have a gaming PC, so they can be a Let's Play. It's just like, you know, it's streaming. Streaming is like a very easy thing to do, so... It's just, whereas making actual, but the hard part is editing content. The hard part is like mm -hmm. yeah. going through and, and creating actually edited, like balanced content. And that's why I said, like, if I could go back in time with my knowledge, I would, the, the main important thing I would do on sad games is just fix the fucking editing because it's so bad. Like the audio's <laughs> garbage and some of the cuts are just awful and like doing these weird, well, unnecessary used to, we used, fucking Since we used flares, to get cut like, off at like 10 minutes. You used to just yeah, upload the videos as being exactly 10 minutes or 15 minutes yeah, or whatever. It's just like, so it would so cut off mid-sentence during like Dark Souls and El Shaddai and so on. And I admit, I like I I will say firsthand, I am not meant for editing anything. I am terrible at editing videos. I have no sense of yeah. pacing or comedic timing or it, I am really bad at all of that. All I can tell you is I can get at least the bare minimum of getting like hardware setup i can get all of the hardware set up and i can get it working but i cannot like make a polished product and that's like again that's something like i need i've learned how to do a little bit better as time goes on uh yeah. we also but, have to curb ourselves really hard right now and because <laughs> we're 20 minutes in we haven't answered a sequel one question from chat let's go that okay way. let's do it let's do it Keith, did question. you ever think this podcast would get this far yeah <laughs> yes very arrogant it's not I like it i mean it's 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 not like it's like wow you've grown you're joe rogan like it's it's just a it's just a podcast that a handful of people watch like it didn't go anywhere 
Like, all I did was keep making wow. it. Like, that's easy. And did I think I'd keep... Yeah, it's fucking... I, 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 I preemptively searched up my own playlist to check and my pl- my playlist for podcasts on this channel is already 162 episodes long so like this podcast is just the latest reboot where you just arbitrarily are like ah, oh, this fucking we this particular cast of people quits doing the podcast for whatever and then like i'm you give me enough time i'll just start another podcast with slightly different people <laughs> <laughs> most of them andrew were on uh so Andrew's been a lot of those 162. But on top of that, I have a 100 episode Q&A on my Patreon. It's on top of the 162 episodes of podcast that and I have those in my podcast long. folder. Yeah, those are those are, those are those are like Q&A 2 to 3 videos. hours long. Yeah. So yeah, we're like thir- so, this is like episode 38 of this podcast, but like I I this is like my fifth podcast. <laughs> It's, it's our, a, we started as a yeah. podcast that's what sit and discuss was yeah and we yeah. took over dual sticks that fucking tech goblin podcast where that that motherfucker <laughs> that, that one guy was hosting a gaming podcast and he didn't know what steam was so it's like what the fuck is this shit what yeah well he didn't play ga- he didn't do pc gaming remember he was yeah. only a, co- he was a console was only like gamer that exact kind of like smug like what's steam i don't care i only play console games i'm like you're running a podcast <laughs> about gaming and you don't even know basic wow. like come on man <laughs> but now we've been doing this That's for fucking thing. ever this entire like if you count dual sticks and sit and discuss there's even more podcasts that aren't even in the fucking playlist True. my entire life is just a podcast honestly yeah, the podcast. <laughs> yeah, is, they just, just go. The fact the just, fact that we're all known quantities is also also helps for the foreseeable longevity of of the podcast. Because yeah. it's like if we were just people off the curve, it'd be it'd be hard to, even to be next week, let alone a oh, year. Yeah, after. it's hard if you have to do like an organized thing all the time and like yeah, figure out like oh who are we getting in this week and what's the news and shit. It's like we just fucking go. And people can mm-hmm. certain people continue to marvel at the fact that we could just go, but we could just keep going for fucking like we literally go on for like 20 to 40 minutes before the podcast. And oftentimes after it, like, it's just like, all right, I got to fucking use the restroom. Bye, guys. <laughs> yeah, I usually have to go or, or like, take oh, the dog out. or like, geez, we've been going for two. Like, we need to start the fucking podcast already. And then also not awkwardly just continue the conversation that happened off camera. Uh, <laughs> That's the no, hard that, part. That, the hard that, part that, is what, like having a conversation and wanting to like yeah wanting to continue the conversation but no it happened at least twice uh the halfords ask uh how did colonel join the group was it a mutual friend or just through youtube uh whenever i looked up because i I played a bunch of like uh rpg ish indie game type stuff like fall of the dungeon guardians and grimrock and like that kind of like specific genre of games that subcategory and every time i looked up uh videos of those games at all when i was looking into them or when i was even looking into games i might cover there would always be uh videos by bumpy mcsquiggums having already covered said game basically and so one time i, I reached out to him and i was just like hey you want to like do, do a video sometime like just collaborate and we we did it on like a throwaway game viking squad just to like check it out and like because we don't know how that that dynamic's gonna go or whatnot, so might as well just like let's just check it out in this game. And he's like, "Yeah, can I bring Colonel RPG?" I'm like, "That's the other guy that's always in the search results." <laughs> and so I just all three of us collaborated that time, and then Colonel yeah. became a fan, I guess, because he kept watching the channel for years. Yeah, I um, I don't remember what game it was though. It was like a Lost Vikings sort of game, 
or Viking Golden Squad. Axe. Viking Squad. With, that's the one. Yeah. yeah, we played Viking Squad. It was a three-player, which is a weird number, uh, mm-hmm. a three-player hack and slash game. And there was the weird coincidence where, like, I also had a random friend come in and also out of nowhere who also just want to play Viking Squad for some reason. So suddenly I had oh, yeah. two playthroughs of Viking Squad. Two less so plays. I, I uploaded a season one and a season two where I played one with my friend and, and Andrew and one with Bumpy McSquibums and, and Colonel RPG. I'm like, what the fuck? This game is not worth two seasons. <laughs> but, like, it just <laughs> happened at me. And I'm like, okay, fine. Yeah, really. <laughs> at the time. It, it, it wasn't really that impressive, but. No. At the time, I think I had done some, uh, this was uh, like November, I think, or October 2016. I had done some uh, Let's Plays with uh, with Bumpy. So uh, the, I already had a little bit of a repertoire with him. And um, I also found him, I think I found him through Splattercat. Splattercat had a Let's Play of a game that I don't remember exactly um what it uh, what the name of it it was like an mmo and um it uh he invited viewers onto the world to play with him and ah. there was one episode where he saw bumpy uh, out in the, in the distance and they just did something and he mentioned oh he's also a let's player go out and check his channel and at mm-hmm. the time bumpy had like 5000 subscribers splattercast is a fucking know. weird world like like small world situation where it's like yeah it's another bay area geologist let's player i'm like what the f- fuck yeah he's way more successful no, he, than me yeah he's a geologist that's right <laughs> uh, he just found more rocks than yuki <laughs> <laughs> and he's more or less around our age as well um uh, and uh and when i saw bumpy i was like oh his voice is amazing i want to have a voice like his because bumpy has a very <laughs> deep voice and it's just like you know, I, I I was very self-conscious about my own at the time. Um, and so I reached, I think I reached out to him to, to do a, a Let's Play. I don't remember exactly what it was. And that's how I got that contact. And I had found Keith already, I think, uh, with the Wasteland 2 Let's Play that you did at the time. Uh, but I don't remember exactly. Uh, and then I just found your videos and the, the, they're good, so I watched. <laughs> that's, that's yeah, what, it. yeah, Brian Fargo shared my my wasteland 2 playthrough at some point i think i don't think he was like any kind of particular fan or or even necessarily watched it or pay attention to it but he just like was just doing like twitter like mm-hmm. man bare minimum pr stuff probably of just like i'm supporting my game but uh it definitely yeah. i think that seemed that seemed to lead to it getting special attention and so it kind of took off until it, i think it's it might still be the biggest video on my entire channel which is weird because it's not what anyone thinks of when they think of my channel. Oh yeah, it's uh, I think... Wasteland Two, then Divinity or uh, Divinity Two, and uh, or Original Sin Two. Got to specify, Divinity Two is a much worse game, uh, and Samros Three, <laughs> and then we were here. Inigal is really good with their with their PR. I find like they uh, they reached out to me regarding Wasteland Three, and every time I do a a, a stream uh, of uh, Wasteland Three, they always like publicize and i think a couple of times brian fargo has also showed up in chat and people are like oh that's brian fargo and i'm like no it isn't and then i make a fool of myself on camera with brian fargo watching so you know oh, how it goes. god i just looked at my i looked at my stats <laughs> of what don't look at your stats that's it's just the like trap. Which... <laughs> well if you look that's at my if you look at my stuff you would think the witness or like a dark souls game is probably the biggest video uh surprisingly oberdin has overtaken the witness but that's not the big of a deal that's also like my wheelhouse fucking state of decay 2 is more popular than any of my dark souls videos 
I'm so sorry. <laughs> I am so sorry. Why what is a, this what miserable? It is. State of Decay 2? Yep. You have Dark Souls 3 so part trash. 1. Maybe people just really enjoyed watching the Am game. Am I looking at the wrong like, one? Yeah. Fall oh, yeah, apart you're around right. our hands. Uh, Salaf Halcyon asks, I've noticed something about this group. Well, sometimes this group will watch slash comment on each other's videos. How does viewing and commenting on someone you know differ from everyone else? Well, they're your friend instead of a parasocial relationship. There's still the a little thing. bit of parasocial relationship. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It's... it's <laughs> It's I think it's necessitated by watching somebody in a video, like in a way. Unless, you, like, when I make a when I make a comment on one of your videos, I, I I'm talking to a person that isn't the person who's going to read the video. It's like, or in the sense of like, I'm do talking you think about that a, way? Do you think it's? Do you think of it as a different person than just the me that you already know? No, no. I mean, is like, uh, like. Um, uh, what I think of what what I'm trying to say is that it it feels if I don't I don't comment to you who is reading the comments I comment to you who is playing the video a lot of the time, you know what I mean? It's just different, and that's I feel that detachment as well when I read comments from other people, like especially older videos. It's the same thing. Uh, it's it more or rather it's more apparent in older videos. Somebody's gonna comment about a comment that I made ten uh, five years ago, and and I just said something. You know, in the heat of the moment, and they're not talking to me right now. They're talking to me five years ago, and so there's a little bit of that. I feel that I feel that a little bit. There's an like, idea that it's if, not synchronous. But let's talk about live streams then, for example. Then, hmm. like for me, there's a huge difference because I don't give a fuck about live streams. Twitch has no appeal to me. I don't care about watching some random person playing a game right now where I just tune in at a random interval and just get a weird snapshot. Like that's a shitty way to watch a game. <laughs> it and, it like, is. There's no real upside yeah. to it, but like, so like my entire activity of watching live streams on YouTube and Twitch is just watching my actual friends. <laughs> it's a fundamentally different experience because it's like when you walk, it's like when you walk over to your friend's computer and you just like watch over their shoulder and you chat with them or whatever, like yeah. it's just your actual friend. It's like a fundamentally different interaction than otherwise. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like I have, I don't. It's a, it's it's definitely a different experience of like 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 if I go through I go digging through fucking uh, birds back his back channel of content and then I dig up weird videos to fuck with him over uh, <laughs> and be like Haha, I know you made this once I I remember the toilet video you called it Half Life Two but it's actually about toilets <laughs> how dare how like dare bird yeah it's like a different interaction because it's because you know the people. Yeah, but you're messing with him in the moment, not in the video. So it's different. Yeah. That's why I'm saying, like, I, 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 I watch a lot of YouTube. And uh, and, and so it's just like, for me, I, I engage with it all the same, I suppose. Uh, I, so I think that's one of the reasons why I keep watching uh, you guys' Let's Play. Uh, Let's Plays. Uh, although Andrew doesn't publish much any, uh, anymore. Um, no. And uh, it, it's just that... He's in his waning phase. It goes back and forth. <laughs> Yes, he it's gets just really motivated it, it, every now and then. He's got. He just has to get single again. <laughs> no, it's mostly I just have to. Uh, I have to figure out, finish figuring out how to use this new uh, video editor. Is the problem because mm. I switched off of Premiere because I'm like I'm not gonna pay for Adobe anymore. I'm kind of oh done god. With it. Um, and so it's changing like, video I just editors replace... is is awful. Oh, it's it's terrifying, but like it's it's way cheaper 
And so yeah. I'm just like, okay, well, I'm going to sit here. And so that's why I've been taking so long as I'm trying to, in my time, free time, I'm trying to learn how to use this video editing software. And it's better than Premiere, which is like embarrassing. I don't know why it works better. Than, I don't know. It's, it's fucking but, like, I, like there was a whole period of time where like Vegas didn't have GPU acceleration, but Premiere did. So like you would render faster and better with Premiere and so on. But it's like, yeah, but I have a workflow. <laughs> I know what buttons yeah. do. <laughs> like, it's really, it's like, it, it reminds me of like when I, uh, the one time I tried snowboarding and it's like, if I tried snowboarding from scratch with no context, then maybe I could have taken to it. But if I, tr but because I tried snowboarding when I already knew how to ski, it's infuriating because you're like, I know how to do this already. Why am I doing it on this other format where it's impossible all of a sudden? <laughs> like I already know how to go downhill. <laughs> and it's like, it's agony if you know what you want to do and exactly, and you just, you just, I just, I just want to, I just, I just want to do it. What do you mean you need to pre-render or whatever the fuck's happening? Why does splitting a track yeah. not work wide the way I think What's it does and everything moved now? And why is it auto-closing gaps? And I'm like, like, like your fundamental relationship with every element of the app works differently and you're like i don't this is not a universal language you guys did not this is not like how gimp just <laughs> copied photoshop mostly like these things fundamentally went in different directions on how the whole thing works and you have to take a course no, on it's it. very common it's very common meanwhile, in video editors. like yeah meanwhile be, like photo p is just someone saying like what if i just made adobe or like premiere or uh sorry photoshop but without it being a million dollars and on your <laughs> browser yeah it's photo just p, it's, yeah it's weird. I don't know. I, I, but either way, that's kind of been my, that has been my delay so far is just trying to figure that out. Um, I have all the videos still. It's all just sitting there. Just have to edit it. The, the other thing that I feel still maintains a little bit of detachment um, is that when we're talking to each other right now, we are talking to each other. And in a video, there's that communication is, 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 more spread out like when we record a yeah, video we're talking asynchronous to, uh, asymmetrical no but not just that it's it's but it's not it's parasocial for a group of people. because it's like a real you yeah i suppose but in the sense that like uh, it's an open letter versus it's a, a closed letter but you also it's know a it's a performance as well and it's a performance yeah, yeah. by somebody that you know and also perform with <laughs> yeah yeah it's like watching your uh, friend perform on stage versus mm -hmm. like your interests are fundamentally different than it would be to just be like oh you want to go see a stage performance i'm like not really <laughs> <laughs> yeah i suppose and then you get tricked into watching improv and then you never talk to that friend again <laughs> oh don't sounds that. like a personal experience have you have you been to no, a friend's that's the, improv that's, just sort of uni that's like a universal joke for people that live in like improv. new york or something i've never been to an improv, improv show. Is a i get the improv is a trap because there's no initial investment what you want if you want to trap your friends into doing things with you you need to force them to spend money and and then they will do things with you because <laughs> they they don't want so to they have to, you know, they have it's to the justify it now yeah yeah so like go skiing it's better than snowboarding it costs a bunch of money do it and you have friends <laughs> see. i figure i've is, never done is skiing. that cheaper what skiing yeah no i mean, i meant to say it's better than snowboarding because skiing has a lot oh. more control Snowboarding is probably just easier. I've never, I've never even seen snow. What? At least not, not that I remember. You've never yeah. seen like, like in real life, you've never seen real snow life. at all. Yeah, at it's all, hard. Yeah. It's relatively hard to see for a lot of people. We live in an unusual situation where we can drive like a few hours to get to Death Valley and a few hours to get to Tahoe. 
I can go to snow to the worst place on the planet to the beach. <laughs> I can yeah, do that as well. Let's just don't do it. Ah, so well, that's just, just your fault. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Then that's your fault. Yeah. I'm thinking yeah. like, wait yeah. a second. Are you, are you like literally unable to find snow? That's so, no, it that, just seems I so think, rare. I think three, two to three hours drive at any, no, not at any part of the year, but like on a normal winter, two to three hours drive, I, I see snow. And on particularly cold days, uh, an hour's drive away, I can see snow. Oh, wow. I was, I was on your side and I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> an hour you, away? <laughs> Yeah, it's the it needs Europe. It's like you you you're close <laughs> to everything. All right. Well, Thomas asks, what's your what's what's the best let's play in your opinion of yours to watch, and also your best co op one. Ooh. I feel like our I feel like my co op one has to be Zero Escape. Is it? Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's I don't Zero. like I don't yeah. like best questions in general. I've talked Zero about this before, really but I don't really like best questions because it's like, hey, um, can you quickly uh, perfect recall your entire life and think of like, the best <laughs> answer? Like literally ask me an hour later, I'll have different answers. Like it's just what happens <laughs> when you ask me what's my best one is I think of the fact that I have 13 million videos or whatever. And then I, <laughs> I, what I do is I think of like seven examples and pick one of them. Because <laughs> how do you how do you parse it? I don't. Zenith, so, yeah. go watch my Zenith playthrough. Just <laughs> gonna keep tricking people into watching Zenith and then being like, "Oh wait, that's actually good." Uh, I think I'm producing the the best stuff that I have ever produced. I, I I'm I'm editing all my videos. I am a lot better at knowing what I need to do. So uh, the the things that I that I'm gonna pick from are gonna be the latest let's plays. And I think the best Let's Play of mine is uh, my Fallout New Vegas uh, Let's Play. It's, be it's because of, not just because of what I do as a Let's Player, but um, as a, the game is really good. And I, I tried to draw that out as best as I could. And I, th I think I was pretty successful. Uh, in terms of co-op, though, kind of complicated. I don't know much <laughs> co-op. <laughs> So it's I'll, I'll pass the hot potato to you guys <laughs> while I think about uh, it. Take that, Bumpy. <laughs> Let's see. Oops. What is the... <laughs> Colonel's answer is DNQ. No, I will, I will come up with one. I'm just looking through my list. <laughs> I'm trying to think, like, what is... The best Let's Play I have? That's tough. I can't even, like, think of what... What that let's communist play I... cat daddy? <laughs> no, no, it is <laughs> not. Um, let's see. There's a there's like the problem is there's so many let's plays, but I'm trying to think of like what was one that I actually in, enjoyed and would probably watch myself play again. Is that's like that's the the answer I'm trying to think. I don't know, like Angel Kazooie, <laughs> like one that I like just mm. the least amount of. The most amount of fun I'm having versus the least amount of frustration. Which um, probably means it did terribly. <laughs> uh, probably. I met, I don't know. I can. I you can didn't. Yeah, he's not yelling at this at all. Why am I even here? <laughs> yeah, this Banjo Kazooie doesn't look like it did very good at all, which is good because 
It's yeah. just me 100%ing this game without any kind of controversy or, or issues. Oh, yeah, a lot of these videos me. only have like 100 views. Yeah, it's only me just not even running old. around. No, it's not. It's just, but it's it's just me having a good time doing. This is your fault, audience. You failed him. Oh, I know what um, my. Uh, he had one chance to be happy, and you didn't make him famous for it. <laughs> yeah, for for a game that's like a million years old and I've played a hundred thousand times before, like it's it's not even a you know that's definitely one of the issues. Not even a blind playthrough. Um, I don't know. I'm just, I literally am like looking through this list and I'm not seeing anything that'd be like, yeah, you should definitely check that out. I would say like my favorite co-op, uh, I could tell you my favorite co-op one is Perfect Dark. That was a lot of fun. That was I felt pretty like there good. Was, I, I felt like there were so many, uh, so many instances rock of guy. like <laughs> rock fucking rock guy. Uh, there's just a lot of because we're playing on such a difficult, like at such a high difficulty, but also coming back to it after so many years of never it playing torture. it. It's, it was torture. Oh yeah, it was great. It was just nightmarish, but <laughs> it, it was, was like so, fun the whole Perfect time. Perfect Dark is so fucking hard. <laughs> oh yeah, it is. Uh, oh my god, I, I don't know what 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 is like. God, I, now I'm looking at somebody's like you should update these thumbnails, Andrew. Look awful. Yeah, <laughs> I still have some Generation One thumbnails, and they haunt me. Yeah, like uh, a yeah. Dragon Age Inquisition. I, I'm I also seeing oh, like yeah. a bunch of, bunch Dragon, of like, uh, and uh, and some of the Dark Souls stuff as well. Oh fuck! I don't. I can't. I, I'm just. Like, I'm gonna steal. I just go for I'm it. gonna steal one from you guys. Uh, my favorite co-op series that I have done, I have personally done, is uh, Dragon Heist, Dungeons and Dragons. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, that Baby, was so you fun. got me all the wet. <laughs> that was so I, fun. And it's been I on think my it's... fucking track for like two or three months now where I'm like, I'm going to edit this into some kind of highlight. And it's like, but work, though. <laughs> I have to like condense work, this yeah. event that took two hours, basically. It, yeah. Dark's D&D is so fucking great, but it happens so mm -hmm. slowly. <laughs> I just realized it's also hard to find a single let's play that it's I like enjoy because online. there's not many of them. Most of the let's plays on the channel are co-op let's plays. Oh, oh yeah, because yeah, you're you're kind of like forcing yeah. yourself to try to solo stuff. Yeah, like I just I'm like now I'm looking through. I'm like, wait a second. There's actually a, like most of the solo content is stuff that yeah is like most of it so, is usually just so the answer to when the danger wanted to become a let's player is he still doesn't want to. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's but, I, but the, a lot of it is just because like I, I'm aware of my own limitations. I know that like alone, I am not a I'm not an entertaining person. I, I, I am I work best in a two uh, a two person situation. I am best when I'm like rifting off of somebody else alone. I'm just like, it was a hard think, gear to switch because <laughs> the whole yeah. reason I switched to solo stuff was because uh it was like two years in uh you were moving to sacramento and i'm like that could be it like that might just be the end of that <laughs> and at that point despite the multiple <clears throat> quittings and all that i was like then like like sunk cost fallacy like i gotta keep going even though we had no fucking audience and so on like it was literally just that like i'd put like time in and didn't want to just suddenly stop it because somebody else's like choice was like gonna make it end or whatever so i was like i'm gonna start uploading solo stuff and it was, yeah, it was awkward and bad and i hated it most of the time <laughs> and then just kind of weirdly me, powered through let me push back against that what andrew just said that he's not an entertaining person by himself you andrew you have the most important thing 
uh, and you're good at it. Hate. But you have the most important thing. <laughs> oh, that's the second <laughs> most important thing. You have the most important thing, which is consciousness about you're conscious about the the rhythm and and just sort of like when like you, you can see that in in your commentary through a whole episode is that you're conscious about what the person that are, is listening to is thinking, and I, I like I can feel that because obviously I, I I try to think about that as well. So it, I don't think you're boring at all when you're by yourself. Like I think you're better when you're where where you're with others, but I, that might be the case for all of us. Uh, but like I, I watched the latest let's play that I watched of yours was uh was it Benzo Kazooie? It's, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's a lot easier to suddenly say something clever if you don't have to keep talking alone the whole time. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, uh, like but I, I, it, I, I, having time to think about what I'm saying, and then I feel bad if I'm quiet because I'm like the whole point of people watching is because I'm here. Like it's not just for the game. No one's watching me play. Like no, yeah, no one's like watching me play. Uh, super lucky's tale because they really enjoy super lucky's tale they're watching it for me <laughs> and so like me being quiet at any point is like this like dreadful feeling of like what am i doing here why am i doing this this is awful i should probably be saying something but there's nothing positive to say this game is just garbage can i just think of something that's not just being the critical the of the silence game? stretches like, for the more you panic yeah like it just gets worse and worse like honey pop was this great like for me just constantly devolving where i'm like I, I know i'm being bad i know it's not funny i know it's not entertaining and i hate doing this but also god i hate this game and like i cannot get my brain just can't like mm -hmm. it's, it's like a it's like a false start every time you try to rev the keys to turn the <laughs> engine over and it doesn't work because there's no gas in the car and like no matter how hard you click the keys over, you'll never get the car started. Then you're, then you're worried about like, getting like repetitive with your complaining, but it's like, yeah. well, 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 I complain about it, but then it doesn't go away and it keeps happening and it colors the entire experience and, for every minute of the many hours. And it's like, how could I not bring it up occasionally and, and not and just so be like, the, I thought that was once, <laughs> that's it for now. And so <laughs> it's especially like Honeypop's such a good example, or Honeypop 2 specifically is such a good example because it, it like I kept thinking that where people are like, you're just, you know, you're just nitpicking, complaining about, you know, stupid shit you're just saying the same stuff I was like fine all right so i just sat down and like every time i end the recording i would think of like a hundred things i hated and i would like try to <laughs> get rid of the worse. things yeah like i try to think of the things i already said and then go like okay cool next episode i've got this many things to complain about and then that episode would have more things like now i have new things to and like the whole <laughs> series is just me basically ripping every single millimeter of the series until there's like nothing left of it and being like yeah this is just from top to bottom unsalvageable garbage but then like the end of the let's play as i'm editing it i'm like i would never watch this this is just the worst possible <laughs> content ever i hate all of this i didn't want to do this but like i couldn't but in but the moment like the first episode it. for some reason but in the first episode i was like i really just want to enjoy this i just want to do it in the second episode i was like maybe i can get through it if i just like kind of pretend like it's funny and then the third episode is like i don't know who wrote this but it is just a slight to all the all of humanity and i can never forgive it and i just have to do something that isn't just sitting here and like consuming poop like i just i have to pretend that there's just not poop on my spoon and there is and it's everywhere <laughs> and god it's just gross and just stop doing this and like that was the, that was the struggle but, of playing cyberpunk yeah oh god oh, yeah honey like, pop I, is I, worse I, than cyberpunk is, it's like it's no, like no, how do i not well it's just like the idea of like how many how many things do i notice that i choose not to comment on <laughs> when <laughs> that's, you're going why, that's why i live that's why i live streamed all of cyberpunk because there was no way like there was no way i could have beaten that game if i didn't do that because every waking moment was like 
why is my car combined with another car <laughs> like 50 feet off the sky? How did this happen? Why is it doing this? Is this real? And then you turn around and you're like, oh, half the, the map didn't load. Oh no, impactful main character death. Oh, he's ragdolling outside the car now. It's, yeah, it's just like... <laughs> I'm it, so immersed. It, it keeps... It oh, it's suicide. Tripping. The suicide. It's like the, somebody... Foot. Yeah, it, it literally feels like someone tripped, fell down the stairs, and then you start realizing the stairs don't end, and you're like, oh, God, this is just going to keep going. They're never going to not trip downstairs. And then, like, the, as it keeps going, you start realizing they're also just, like, crumbling into less of a person, and you're like, oh, no, it's just a blob falling down the stairs. Like, you get to the end of the game, you're like, how did I get here? It's just full of broken shards of, like, whatever it thought it was at the beginning. Like, it's not even a game by the time you get to the end. It's just this, like... A mess like someone just was like okay just, just sweep it under the rug and hope that no one thought about the last 40 hours of the game you played there's like a certain I, uh, thought of like how video games and or even anime often end with like this crazy like wow the characters are like floating in abyss and now we're gonna monologue about what this is all about and like was anything real and like it's like so crazy like you like you get into like maximum reveal mode essentially that's often like some kind of weird ethereal liminal space or some shit uh like like <laughs> like near automata or something but like there's a similar arc when you just play an astonishingly bad game because a bad game usually gets even worse near the end and it starts to feel that level like you're on that level but accidentally <laughs> or like the world's <laughs> disappearing around you but yeah were you yeah, I, did you have more to say about dragon heist because that we did want a big tangent from there yeah sorry go for uh, that no i was just saying that you know it was the best it's it's good go and watch it it's fun <laughs> we were answering the other Do question it. though. It was murdered by COVID switch? to death. I, COVID I killed Dragon yeah. Heist. Didn't I don't we switch? What? Oh yeah, that did. Didn't we switch uh, to another question though? Did we? Uh, I don't no. even know what question we're on. What question we're are we still, still on? It's Andrew, still please on tell me you're going to carry on playing Subnautica. It's I have like so I have <laughs> so many episodes. Uh Subnautica has been hard. Some I like I I I, I like you talked about earlier today, Keith. I lost a huge chunk of progress because uh, I forgot to save because the game oh, doesn't want to save. And <laughs> I, I'm so Subnautica, I'm doing really, really, really good at not being angry at times. If I feel like I'm getting angry, I just say, all right, that's it. I'm going to cut the recording. I'm going to move on and just don't play it until I stop being mad at the game. But it is so hard to recover because I'm at this point where I need this one thing that I found and that save that got lost, and now I just cannot move forward in the game until I get that. And I cannot find it. Every time I play for an hour, I cannot find the stupid item again. And I'm like, <laughs> I just keep getting more mad, where I'm like, why, why, why would you? It is literally made in an era where autosaving has just been the bare minimum at this point. Like, it is, we have, like, way It is weird past. that the game doesn't have, like, a rolling autosave in parallel. It just... We have way past the point in which not adding an autosave is just a weird like basically every choice. Yeah, basically every game should have um, uh, like if, unless you're like and I get it if you're like a manual yeah. save slots and one like rolling autosave slot. Yeah, like I get and it if you want to. I get it if you want to do this for like an aesthetic purpose. You know, like if you have a um, like it's Resident Evil and you have to save in safe rooms. Yeah, exactly. Like if there's a if there's a mechanical well, so place you can that save you're literally to save, anywhere. Just why don't you autosave every time I go into my stupid building? Like, why wouldn't that just be the trigger? It's like I go into a building with oxygen, save. 
like that's it that done you just auto save every time you go into any building with oxygen in it because otherwise you could kill yourself if you auto save into like a no oxygen zone and you have no oxygen on you but like i don't know it just it was it's so frustrating and i just i i will i have a bunch of episodes i still need to finish editing and i keep trying to play it but like the more that i can't find this one crucial piece the more i just keep mm-hmm. like narrowly narrowingly getting less and less invested in playing it but i'm trying i'm trying my best to keep playing it so it's yeah, maybe we'll talk about that later and i can double check yeah. what the thing was or whatever but I, I don't know what it is yeah uh, hey folks, looking it's, for insight, how do you deal with the challenges of striking a balance with commentary so you don't fall into the trap of observational what's going on in game, keeping organic? Wait, that's wait, that sentence stopped making sense. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it did. I Have think they meant to say like, I mean, I think they meant to say uh, uh, that what's going on in game slash keeping it organic rather than dash. But if you, if you look at my that. comment section, the answer seems to be that I haven't. <laughs> yes mine as well i will literally pause the like press escape to ramble for few, five minutes yeah midway, midway through a cutscene if i need to and i i yeah, do it yeah like, absolutely i'll just stop the game completely to talk about something like immediately yeah. dead space had podcast moments where i would just stand in the safe room for a while and talk and it's like people complain about that stuff but it's like do you want the thought to be expressed or not because like in my early days i lived this where i would like try to say my sentence but then get interrupted by something happening in the game over and over again and you just exhaustingly hear me try to restart the same thought like 12 times over the course of like mm-hmm. 10 minutes and it's like yeah. that's way worse just let me it's, fuck little, it's yeah. actually it's, i think it's just better to stand still and talk about the thing if there's something to talk about mm-hmm. the yeah. people that complain i think are usually just kind of like there for the wrong reasons because they're the type of people that will usually tell me to shut up or let us say i talk too much in general it's like okay you're just not here for me then that's that's not my problem i uh i honestly get a lot of love from my community in regards to the, my rambling uh characteristics uh and but i do get comments every once in a while of people complaining about like i got one recently yeah. that i just found hilarious um because uh, the person apparently did not know that it was what what a let's play was uh yeah. and uh and i just explained that i do live commentary or i mean i suppose you can have let's plays without live commentary but they just said oh you're good for you you found your niche and uh my niche is role-playing games it isn't necessarily let's plays aren't the niche but it's usually like people who are the problem with let's plays is that sometimes you name a video in a way that is very helpful for people who are trying to figure out how to beat a certain part of a game. And then they just arrive looking for a walkthrough and then you're rambling about capitalism or something. <laughs> and, and they're just like, Oh, it's very useful video, but could you cut back on your, on your uh, monologue or something? And I think that's the most kickback I, I personally get. Oh yeah. No. Uh, There's constant yeah. complaining of people complaining that your let's play is a bad walkthrough. And it's like I, the title <laughs> Doesn't mention walkthrough. There are multiple yep. genres. I don't know if you noticed yet. People, there's different reasons people upload video game footage. Like complaining that yep. live stream is a bad walkthrough. It's like, I'm sorry, we're trying to just catch it live and play your game in parallel, and that's your one chance to get a good <laughs> walkthrough. Like, it's a misuse of the format at some point. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I I think I've mentioned. I don't know who said it the first time. I didn't come up with with it, but somebody in my audience commented that my alignment is chaotic ramble and i think that is brilliant amazing i love it love it forever and uh so thank you so much to whoever came up with that and uh yeah it's uh just how it goes how it goes
I don't... What about you, Andrew? Do you not like rambling? Uh, I do ramble, but I think I just... I try to... I usually try to react. Again, I'm trying to find that... Uh, the, the secondary... I use what's going on in the world as like a, uh, a jump pad to reactions or reacting and trying to like talk about something organically. Like if I, if something is happening, I'll say like, oh, that's weird. Why? I wonder why that's happening. Is it because of this or is it because of that? Um, but mm -hmm. usually it's, yeah, I try to, I always try to avoid being, you know, yeah, obviously being obvious like, wow, I found a gun. That's cool. I like guns, but there are times where like games just don't provide you anything, no stimulation, no nothing besides the next little like, like thing. And so there's mm -hmm. nothing to say sometimes where you're just walking through a game and you're just like, well, like, yes, this is a game. Okay, cool. But you know, like I, I don't, I also don't want to just repeat reactions to stuff. If something, you know, if something happens again, I'm not going to be like, oh, cool, a sword. Oh, cool, a sword. Like, I don't want to keep, keep saying that. But uh, so usually if, if nothing's happening, I'll just kind of that will be my bridge point to say like a complaint about something like, huh, it's kind of just the same shit happening every day, isn't it? Like, I wonder if there's if I'm just in a, like a rut, I'm doing something wrong or like, I don't know. It's I usually just try to turn dead like dead space into not the game, but try to turn any dead space and oh, commentary right. <laughs> into like yeah, no. a, a self-reflection point. Like maybe I fucked up. Maybe I'm missing something like. It shouldn't probably be this empty. There should probably be something happening. Um, or if I, yeah, I'll do the thing with Keith does. If like I really want to talk about something that's bothering me, I'll just find a spot to stop mm -hmm. moving in and just say like, God, what is going on? You know, when you're getting um, to the good part of the, of the Zero Time Dilemma series, when we start pausing during the cutscene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I did like the, yeah. the, the comment of something like, oh, I hope they don't figure out you can pause on the cutscene. like, <laughs> like, <laughs> you just haven't got to that point yet. What games That's or types of games have you guys not been able to cover that you still want to try to get in the future? Well, I mean, games specifically, there's just, I have a fucking spreadsheet of like a thousand <laughs> of them. That's just the basic of like, you're just like, I would like to cover that. Oh, I don't. You just, just being aware of releases in indie and AAA spaces and being like, yeah, that, that, that's on the list. That's the thing I'd want to cover. And then you just keep adding them as they come out. Like, that, sounds, that seems like a good candidate. And then, like, you get to cover like one sixth of them because that's just how logistically it works if you like play all these games and finish your playthroughs and so on. Like, it, it takes too long. You can't cover everything. Yeah. But, uh, like, genres or whatever, or types of games, uh, MMORPGs and Zachtronic games. Like whenever you look on how long to beat, every Zachtronic game is horrifyingly long. Like Space Chem and uh not Satisfactory, uh something factory set. What's the uh, three Zachtronic game where you make things out of Factorio? Is it, it no? Is that, no. I don't know Zachtronic. I, I need to look it yeah. up. Yeah. Uh it's, it's, he makes these like build your own solution puzzle games where it's like a, oh, a factory type um, thing. Um yeah, and crap. I know what game you're talking about. I have yeah, that. Uh, I, Opus Magnum and Space Chem and like other like six other ones. Except in, mm -hmm. uh, Infin uh, Infinifactory. Infinifactory. There you go. Yeah, Infinifactory. Like, I, I want to cover those games. Uh, I don't care about the coding ones. I'm not a coder, so those are. Just, I'm just out like by default. It's just like those games are for fucking Andrew and Bird to, to let's play. You play Babylon U. Those. That's not. No, I mean like that's like, like fucking coding. actual coding though. Like I'll that's play. Easy. I'll play human resource machine, but like, no, like you, 
like I tried. I did a let's try of like TIS oh, 100 okay. or whatever it's called. And it's like, you got to fucking, it comes with a book. Oh, no. You got to oh. read the book to figure out how to play the game. Like, it's just a, it's just coding puzzles for people that actually code. And coding is why I stopped uh, the entire trajectory of doing uh, computer science. And then, because I want to be a game developer and so on. And so I took computer science and I'm like, nope. And then I switched to geology. <laughs> Because of the actual oh, reality yeah. of trying to fucking solve why your code isn't working is like a life I don't want. <laughs> Coding games fascinate me because it feels like, I don't know, I, I've never, I can't say I've ever played any in particular. I, I did play some some like graphic coding because there's a very different style of coding where you just move pieces around. That's a, a type of coding, a type of programming. So it's yeah, just graphic. Fun one. Uh, but it's still the same logic. So you need to come up with the same solutions. But there's obviously there's the code based, the the, t the written based coding and programming. I mean, your verbs uh, are way is... more restricted in the visual game, like the video gamey ones, than they are when you try yeah. when they just like fuck you type. <laughs> <laughs> but and and it's easier to the th to it's easier to because you're constrained. It's easier to learn and just go through a process of of learning functions after functions and just mixing them together. But the thing is, coding in JavaScript is like it's about as complicated as uh, as other languages. It's actually more complicated in some some aspects. But in the sense of like getting you to a place where you'll know how to code, you can just pick up JavaScript with anything. Like you just open a. a it's super easy to for people to start learning. And um, I don't know. I think I think the the, co the coding games are just a way to get people to code that maybe wouldn't have coded. Uh, if nobody got them to, but it also feels like it's scary. It's just as scary as as learning to code JavaScript. I'm talking about JavaScript because that's what websites use, and so it's very. You don't need, really need to have any special setup. All you need to do is is really just have a notepad, and save the file as HTML, and that's it. Um, and uh, open it in your browser. That's it. You're 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 off. And the thing is, you're also creating interesting things. You can create animations. You can create uh, like little games. You can do all the things that 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 uh, coding allows you to in a normal, productive world, but you're doing new things rather than just playing a game. I don't know. It's feel it's it's a little bit like the Guitar Hero. It's not quite, but it is a little bit like the learning Guitar Hero instead <laughs> of learning learning real guitar. But it's not quite because Guitar Hero is more fun <laughs> than learning the real guitar. <laughs> so and also easier. But. Uh, I mean, but I think in both like cases, I, I, the fake one is more fun and easier. You think so? Yeah. Human resource the, machine is funner and easier than learning Java. I know because I did both. I, but <laughs> it was, I, I it said was a few I semesters, JavaScript. Yeah, Java. I, was few, I was a few semesters into Java and I was like, mm -hmm. yeah, fuck this. I never want to look at this again. <laughs> I'm done with this life. <laughs> Goodbye. That's yeah. a pretty normal reaction I, to I value, Java. I value the creative process, though. So that's why I'm musing about it like like I am. It's just that after you're done done learning, you're, you have the tools to make stuff, but also you have made stuff. Like it's, I think that's, that's important. But the, I say that being a person who knows how to code. So it's just... Yeah. It's... <laughs> Uh, and 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 that's a, that actually ties a little bit into games that I would like to cover, but I'm never gonna cover with my channel, which is more creative games. No, I was thinking I always think of Minecraft, but it's not just Minecraft. 
Minecraft is a very creative game in if you play it in uh, like a normal let's player. Um, yeah. or like like a, most let's players play Minecraft. And I I think having an audience that's ready to see what you have made over the course of last the last week or the last day is uh it must be really rewarding cuz I mean it also can be really scary like, I imagine. It's but... basically Durf's channel I think. Mm-hmm. He just like He's, makes he... things in scrap mechanic and in scrap then mechanic, makes yeah. content out of it. Yeah, I think that that must be super rewarding. Of course, as I said, very scary as well if you get in a rut where you can't think of anything to make. But it's just something that as a Let's Player, I rarely get to do is show creativity. or Because it's always reactive. We're, we're always showing somebody else's creativity. And the closest I've gotten was with uh, our D&D campaign. Uh, and there's I've made a few videos here and there where I show creativity, and those videos do... Well, like I have one where I, I I show a map that I made of a of a made up world, and I explain my process of making that map. Um, and uh, that, for some reason, that has thousands of views. Uh, that video it just gets new people to the channel for whatever reason. But gimmicks are the, good. There's a lot of there's a lot of yeah. uh, examples where someone's most popular video on their Let's Play channel is the one where they took a weird risk or tried a weird <laughs> like gimmicky approach to something, and it yeah. was like especially if it's like thumbnail marketable. Like I got like a BDSM looking thumbnail for Firewatch where he has black tape over his mouth and it's called Silent Henry and it's just the one where I don't pick any choices ever mm-hmm. <laughs> unless the game forces me to pick one to continue. And so he just sits there and Delight like just keeps go- talking to him and he's not reacting for the entire game and it, char- it changes the characterization of the game and so on. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've had the idea of like doing like, it, it would take so fucking long but it was the idea that of like having a uh, either two people or maybe even uh, more people like going through the Hitman games and what would have like the tr- the new trilogy and like you would because one of the oh, core replay yeah. values is supposed to be that you one of the core elements of that game the game is supposed to be that you don't just play the levels you like replay them over and over again and and get different things to happen so it become this like one upmanship of like two to four people are all hanging out watching each other play the game and there's there's like a different order of who of who plays the missions in what order each time and like you're just trying to one-up whatever the last guy did because you saw them play the mission and you're like well i well i got this idea now and like you get f- like four different playthroughs from by four different people of each level or something but it'd be like what a fucking nightmare to organize and what a monstrously long series that would be to like just like dominate your channel for like six months also, I imagine it would require heavy editing because a lot of the stuff, because it's replayed, yeah, you just need a to lot. go follow highlights. And of course, MMOs. Yeah. MMOs are just so time consuming. But that's, I, I like, I think that's the kind of, crea- that's the only creativity we're sort of allowed to have is the having a gimmick for a Let's Play. Like the closest I've gotten with my Let's Plays is uh, this Fallout 3 that I'm playing right now where I, I edit it in a way that basically the game doesn't have any combat. And I got to a point where, um, in the storyline, where you meet this uh, radio host, and um, he talks in a really self-important way, and uh, he talks specifically about super mutants. And because in my game, the super mutants aren't aggressive, and they're, they don't fight me. They fight the Brotherhood of Steel and fight other things, but they don't fight me specifically. His his tone completely changes, and he's just he's he's just a a a, a What's the name of that guy that that died of COVID? What was the that guy that 
What? I mean, what was the name? I mean, what? I'm a trying few, to think of a few million people, I believe. A few, yeah, no, uh, that that right wing radio hosts that that uh, yeah, a, f a few dozen of those so far. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. Well, basically, he's like he's he comes across as a as a a super propaganda field sort of tell it like it is. Let's make this great again. Sort of kind of radio host in my like in the let's play because of the way I'm editing it and uh because and and and, and canonically as well in Fallout because the super mutants are just. Uh, they're just people, and in Fallout Three, they're treated as subhuman, uh, and uh, and the way he talks is just super racist, basically, and he's just talking about uh, the the people of the wasteland. I'm the voice of the people of the wasteland, and all that, and uh, and that's the creativity. That's why the, the way I'm the reason I'm talking about this is because I think that is the the result of my own editing. And and the the end result is is a little bit creative in, on my part because I'm editing the game in a way that changes it fundamentally, uh, and that's the that's the most I get of creativity. I don't think it's 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 very common in other let's plays because it's just always reactive. Let's see, uh, what games or types of games would you not have you not been able to cover that you still? No, wait, it's the same one, mm. the similar one, and I, I mixed them up. Uh, <laughs> Are there games that you like playing that you don't think would work for a Let's Play or for similar content at all? Uh, yes, music Most games. things just work. Oh. <laughs> the, the the secret is you plaster over bad Let's Play games by uh, just hanging out with other people. <laughs> uh, rhythm games are also good. Oh, yeah. No, music games are fucked. Yeah. You're fucked on yeah. music games. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, Keith, Keith really likes rhythm games, but yeah. you'll never know because he can literally never play a single one without risking his channel to death. Yeah, no, my, my, <laughs> channel, my channel has kind of killed my activity at playing uh, music games all the time. I used to play so much fucking Rock Band and so on. And, to the point, and I, when Rock Band 4 came out, I tried uh, streaming it on Twitch a little bit, and I was in pain it hurt to play the game because I was so out of practice. So I was still almost, oh. I was still good enough to mostly play expert, but because I hadn't been actually actively doing it for years that like I had been like my fingers were really struggling to actually do it. Like I'd play a couple songs and just be in agony and it would hurt so much. Hmm. And it was the fretting yeah. hand, not the strumming hand. It's just like, ah, ah, what? fuck. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's the fretting hand. Doing all the fingering. The it would really hurt. <laughs> fingering <laughs> phrasing phrasing yeah yeah but then there's just like grindy games there's some i i guess it's hard to say games you like because it's games that you fucking they're like less games you like and more games that you just kind of like permit and weirdly keep going back to for some reason because it has its like manipulative hooks into you but like a game like warframe or diablo or world of warcraft or so on are games that you just like you kind of just play out of a weird habit and you keep going back to them. And if you do try to let's play them at all, you pretty much just have to get a group of people together and just like shoot the shit and whatever in a way that where the game doesn't matter because the game is just so unengaging. Hmm. Yeah. I, I think all games you can, I, I, I'm at the point where I can make, I can let's play any game. It's just that the, some games require a lot more effort or circumstances that I might not have access to. Like, you know, maybe a an MMO. I, I couldn't organize an MMO. Let's play. I, I, I don't have experience with games, and I, I don't know anybody like a group that I would be able personally to collect. I would. I could hang on to another group easily enough. But th there's games that, 
that just require more editing than others and uh and if you if you're gonna go uh, go with a uh, unedited approach i don't think any there's some games that are impossible like I, I mentioned before that my favorite let's play is is uh fallout new vegas but that is one game that i i couldn't do a let's play that isn't edited that isn't cut down in some aspect form because it's just a game that requires you to it has dead time effectively there's there's a exploration that isn't necessarily engaging in the way that is good for a video so it's easy to get like one or two episodes where nothing happens and it isn't interesting and even games like i did a, a full morrowind let's play that um that was not edited but i did it because i knew the game back front to back and i knew where to go i knew, I knew how to make yeah, I don't it th- work. i don't think mine was very edited but no, you do have, like a, you like have a, a different blind experience appeal mm-hmm. where it's like editing sometimes removes the point of that. It's very you also you didn't do many side quests, which is it helped a lot because <laughs> yeah. otherwise you would have a lot of that time. I kind of just did and what I, did, I, I did found, I think. Yeah, yeah, it works. The, uh, I think it worked very well in there's, as a there's, blind because there's, there's like a certain style of playing games that's antithetical to let's playing, which is the part that sometimes sometimes people expect you to do it too where you just like just fucking scrape up and down every single piece of like you just talk to every single character in the entire open world and scrape (laughs) every single piece of content out of the game you could possibly find and it's like one doing that systematically is just like so boring but also like i in my experience i've been trying to i try to get into a, a habit in rpgs to find a quest and then just go do that quest like stop like maybe stop looking stop stop like doing your sweep of talking to everybody and just go do the quest you found because then like this episode has like narrative continuity and people remember what you're doing mm-hmm. as opposed to like i picked up 72 quests like in a like in an mmorpg at the quest hub and now i'm just going to run to like 12 random locations and complete the second half of stories that you forgot already <laughs> yeah so it's yeah it's 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 weird presenting it's presenting games as a linear video format fundamentally changes them and you you spend a lot of time thinking about how to do that differently yeah it's uh it it definitely changes from game to game i think the the that's one approach where you know just going with a flow that is meant for uh, a let's play that definitely works and i think it worked well for morrowind but it's uh it's something i'm scared of honestly doing myself so i i tend to I shied away from doing uh, a game like Fallout New Vegas, despite wanting to make a let's play of it early on, and even Fallout oh, yeah. Three right now. I, I I shied away from that in Oblivion, and certainly Skyrim. I I, I have never let's played Skyrim. There's like a very um, real part where you feel like you're not ready yet. Like mm-hmm. yeah. uh, the, the the two things I knew I would not let's play when I started my channel were RPGs and puzzle games. <laughs> Those were like oh <laughs> yeah. They were like off the table at the beginning, uh, like like pro like 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 big open RPGs as opposed to like dark. Like I started with Demon Souls, because uh, like yeah, it's a, this it's this massive open area, and like how do you cover that in a timely fashion? How do you make the moment to moment stuff interesting and so on? And puzzle games are obviously because you dabble with one puzzle game once, and every let's player 
has the universal experience where the, ever, all the comments are just yelling at them and they're like, oh, I guess I shouldn't cover puzzle games because people don't like puzzle game videos because <laughs> if you cover puzzle games, people just yell at you. And now I practically make a living out of playing puzzle games and the, it hasn't changed. People, most, it's still just like my, my comments sections, like dashboard is just people yelling at me at every puzzle game all at once. <laughs> and it, it makes the comment section really shitty. And yet it's I, like uh, why people are here and it does really, and they do really engagement. well. engagement. Yeah. I have mentioned it before uh, in, I don't know if I, it was on a podcast, but uh, regarding puzzle games, uh, anybody that has the least interest of um, Sudoku games, go and check out Cracking the Cryptic. It's a channel, it's a famous channel uh, of uh, two world-class Sudoku solvers solving Sudoku puzzles on, on camera live. And... Um, they're, they're, re they're really good at what they do. They're really good at also solving the puzzles. And they're world, world class. They're I, like championship winners. So. They're, record, they're record setters and stuff. And they're also very good at explaining and all that. It's, they're incredible at what they do. And you look at their comment section, in especially the, the most viewed videos, because you know the small the, the ones that have fewer views tends to be the, the people who already know them. But even those get so many people just being like, I can't believe you didn't see that six on cell four or something like that. Yeah. And it's just it's so obvious that it of course of course they, they didn't see it. You're, people just sort of like usually armchair the like the best people in the world at the, the thing. Best, yeah, exactly. And it's like if if uh, if these people get those kind of comments and they do yeah then uh, th nobody stands any hope it's just it's it's the nature of watching somebody solve a puzzle it's the well, look looking good. over yeah. you get to you get to feel really smart watching puzzle let's plays because you're oh, cheating because yeah. you're <laughs> yeah what happens is the video continues forward and makes progress no matter how hard you're trying so the yeah. the progress is just happening on its own and i'm solving stuff for you constantly and you get and your brain just internalizes that as stuff that you learned yourself basically and then everything that you're it's, picking up on because you're barely because you don't have to do any of the work that i'm doing you're like how could you not pick up on those things that i'm picking up on because i'm not even actually having to deal with like people always talk about the let's player problem of like you're having yeah. to do commentary and all that and that's true but it's also the fact that the viewer isn't having to do all the work because the let's player is doing most of the puzzle solving work for them it's not like it's not like people like pause the video and then watch it yeah. in pure silence and exactly. also time themselves to see how long it takes while they're watching it in silence and then like oh, i solved it all in my head they're watching it while you're telling them the answers with the progress you're making and then like oh, and making commentary. That one element that's why you're stupid and then and that, making commentary at the same time and that just tells everybody that just and that just communicates to less players not to cover that content like you're just damaging the thing that you supposedly like like and uh, also i think you're also in spoiling our enjoyment if you come at it with that perspective. It's so rare uh, that I see a video from them from Cracking the Cryptic where I don't see anything before they, they solve it. And I don't think those are the most enjoyable puzzle solving videos where you just go and watch somebody solve a puzzle and you didn't see any of it coming. I think it's yeah. always more fun when you see things in advance and it's like, oh, are they going to spot that? Or, But don't I, I like that's part of the fun you spotting things before the 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 solver and I, it can be frustrating it for sure is but you is need to embrace that as well how is it frustrating it, it, i guess that's the thing that sense, always confuses me is that like you're 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 not losing anything by their failure to solve the puzzle like if you don't enjoy but, watching them solve a puzzle then like why are you here what i'm trying to say is that the feeling that people get isn't uh isn't un unearned like it's real it's a real feeling that people feel they're frustrated by seeing something before the the let's player 
and then the lights were not seeing it. But I th what I'm saying is that feeling of frustration needs to be embraced because it's part of the fun. It's not something that you need to take out on the let's player. It's just something that uh, you know it's part of the, it, it. It's part of the it's part of the the process of watching somebody solve a puzzle. And if you need to skip a little bit, I do that every once in a while. I skip a little bit to the front before they figure it out, and that's it. I'm I'm having a lot more fun three minutes into the video. There you go. Mm -hmm. I just always think People of it like horror <laughs> movies where uh, every horror movie is <laughs> Don't built go in around. There. Yeah, it's it's all built around like the stupidest possible options that you could ever take in a situation. But like that's on purpose because then you as the audience are like tensely aware of their failure and you're like, no, 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 you're going to fucking die. Don't die. But like that's the point. That's like the whole point. And I imagine like solving puzzles is the same thing. Watching other people solve puzzles is supposed to be the same outcome where like you see someone you're like, no, 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 don't put the <laughs> yeah, thing there. Gonna... God, you're going to fuck it up. And then like they you're fuck it up. They're watching... like, oh, I think I fucked it up. And you're like yep that's what was gonna happen but like but also if you're watching yeah. a video they solved it it's not like they're gonna publish a video of them Maybe. failing to solve a puzzle i mean I've, oh yeah, fair enough fair there, enough. i didn't solve every puzzle in the witness and i can tell you why because some no. puzzles i just walked away from i was like nah i just i'll just let this puzzle exist and hope that it never gets solved hope that no one on the internet ever solves it and it can just sit here and it's disgusting failure <laughs> The, uh, no, people people solved the witness. They, oh, 100%. I know they did. I, I I know because my comment mm -hmm. section was very <laughs> uh, very polite about my uh, impossibility of solving puzzles in the witness, which is like okay. <laughs> I don't I don't know what you think puzzle games are supposed to be, but the uh, no, I I just I think uh, yeah, I, I agree with you, Colonel. I think there's I think the idea is that you're supposed to be you're supposed to be frustrated by watching people solve puzzles because that otherwise. Just go solve puzzles yourself. If you don't enjoy yeah. watching people solve puzzles, then go solve the puzzle. Like, why are you doing this? It's like... I mean, if it's a one-off, like somebody watching somebody solve a Rubik's Cube in six seconds, that's a one-off thing, and it's a fun little gimmick. And I suppose it's okay. You didn't see any of it, but, you know, you watch somebody solve a Rubik's Cube. And the same is for watching a speedrun of The Witness or something, and you didn't see any of it but uh, coming, I mean, but... That was it. You know, just the thing is, if you it's make a habit there's, there's of like watching, the tug and, there's the tug of war between personality and gimmick and all that. Where there's like, there's certain people that like, e like it feels like everybody knows about them sometimes. Like, oh, the guy that beat Dark Souls with bananas, but like, yeah, a lot of that content is like so gimmicky and so not personality driven that I'm like, huh, like I don't even I don't even like watch the run. I just like you just greatest hits it a little bit. You open the video, you skip to like Ornstein and Smo and Gargoyles or something, and then you're like. <laughs> oh, that's funny anyway like because like the, it's like a six hour thing oftentimes and it's not actually entertaining to watch all the way through it's just entertaining to yeah. know that it exists but the idea of like it's a little bit watching the entire video let alone like watching that content creator long term is like incomprehensible by comparison it's a little bit like speed runs only the like the fastest speed runs are enjoyable to watch really because there's there's a lot of games where speed runs take a whole day <laughs> Yeah, and those aren't those aren't enjoyable. They're just there yeah, because you, you just, need proof. You only proof want to watch the run where they succeed. You don't want to watch like yeah. the fifty attempts that fail. Because and even you know, then, that, you just that's watch a real the... particular climate. Yeah, the people that stream their daily speed run attempts like all the time. Oh yeah, they're like oh, but, you you better luck this game because you're gonna see it a lot this month. <laughs> but that's the thing too is I think people are also there to be a part of something. They want to be. They so, want to see you know, history. Like, 
yeah mm -hmm. like you yeah, want to yeah, be yeah. there when the guy like figures out that you can no scope do a thing and no one else has done it before and everybody's like oh i was there for that uh it's like the twitch plays pokemon like why do you want to watch millions of people fail to play pokemon for hours like it's not it's not as if twitch plays pokemon was like the most riveting piece of entertainment yeah, people often it's engage literally in just something like... where the actual moment to moment isn't interesting but like the meta narrative is like fun to like experience yeah. which i think explains literally the entirety of pokemon go's success because it was never <laughs> a good game ever no but it was fun <laughs> and to, like, it was fun to be a I've part come of, in hype, out yeah. of it a few times now but like it was never actually a good game on any level it was barely a game in a lot <laughs> yeah. of for a lot of and the most gaming part life, like the combat is fucking miserable my least favorite part of the game is the most video gaming part of it it's yeah. it, like I just I just use it as an excuse to walk around basically and be like, wow, I got an RNG, whatever the fuck thing, a Vaporeon. Look, look at me go. But like, it's a bad game. But like, it had a meta narrative to it, and it was fun to talk about, like what it was that was weird. And so I guess that's how you get mm -hmm. Twitch plays Pokemon and like Salty Bets and uh, and stuff like that. Because like, it's not like at it's least Salty entertaining. Bets. I feel like at least <laughs> Salty Bets, you kind of get a media. There is a there is a small amount where you can contribute to there yeah. like if you want to invest the time you can create a fighter and put them in which is like i don't know you're kind of like you can kind of at least change the course of something but yeah like betting just like it's like horse racing you're like i don't does this matter me watching the horse doesn't change anything God, and like me putting money on the horse got in that <laughs> sentence without me processing that it was coming out and i'm like wow salty bets i haven't thought about that in years i love it salty still bets. does it still exist yeah yeah <laughs> it's great um it's only gotten a bigger roster with more ridiculous like like betting mechanics and like it's just it's great uh sometimes i'll just have it sitting there playing uh while i'm working i'll just have it yeah. sitting on there and i'll be like uh those two fighters look kind of garbage i'll vote on that one <laughs> It's just, uh, but yeah it's uh, yeah keith what's the next video essay you're working on for the boring keith channel uh i don't f fucking know <laughs> it's not for Done. lack of it's ideas the, that the was never gonna be the problem the problem is i'll just get deep into a project and then i'll start hating it or i'll have doubts about it or other problems will be coming up and I'm like, I've got like various problems with how I do stuff that also need to be worked out to some extent. But like my bit, my big project I wanted to get done all the way back in June was the Beastars video essay. And I even had like, I even commissioned art for it for, for like a joke and so on. Like I, I was that far in my head on certain aspects of it. But then like try, <clears throat> trying to flesh out the whole thing is just like just a lot and like talking about a whole, going from talking about a movie to talking about a show that's two seasons long is just so much more material and I get way more... I see how good other people's videos are and I'm like, I have to, I have to be so into this and I have to like go through the video season multiple times and take notes about like what happened in each episode about these multiple through lines that I want, uh, that I want to discuss. And I'm going through the fucking, I'm rereading the manga and I'm, I'm putting colored bookmarks into the pages based on the different through lines. So I can reference those parts because there's different parts that are available in the manga versus the anime that are either presented different or literally just don't happen in the anime and but there's also like aspects of like it's so like there's the overwhelming nature of the scope of that project but there's also like other parts of like how i'm like i'm gonna talk about the queer subtext of this thing and it's like well now i have to really carefully do all of this right because i'm worried that i'll like accidentally put something harmful into the world and like fuck this up and like say something insensitive or like 
do this all wrong in some way and i get into my head about like the the contrasting ideas of like what is the difference between uh what is it uh queer analogy queer subtext and queer baiting and like the different aspects of that and which of these are harmful and which things are discussing and like which elements of queer coding do and don't reinforce harmful stereotypes and the idea of analyzing stuff via queer coding is is that bad in itself and like i've, I've gotten so many fucking layers deep that like i grow resentful of the idea of it and going in and out of other stuff and then i was like i'm just gonna write this monster i'm gonna just uh, write a stupid rant about the monster hunter movie and make an easy one just to keep the channel alive and then i'm like fuck i'm writing way too much about this and also like i keep losing motivation about writing about it and like i find myself able to just like walk in circles and rant about it but then when i try to write about it i can't so i'm like am i just gonna and i but i got a dslr like i got a i got a stupid prop desk oh, that yeah? i can sit at and i got a dslr and like i'm like i'm all like set up to make better videos because when i made the annihilation video it was like 50 minutes of uh i did record i did record footage but it would look so bad that i didn't use it so i had to fill 50 minutes with visuals with that featured none of me and you really get to realize how why, why so many video essayists have footage of them sitting there or standing in front of a screen or something and talking because there's just a large, large stretches of videos where you're like, I want this thought to get out, but I don't like I can't <laughs> I can't like keep, keep cutting to random six second clips to keep ahead of the copyright bot the entire time. So like you just want to be able to cut to like yourself talking for the part where there isn't a specific relevant visual to show in that moment. So like I got some of that stuff set up, but like I don't. I don't know if like if I'll just do a Monster Hunter like easier video where I just like bullet point some of my points and then just like rant in front of the camera and then edit it down or something and then turn that into a quote unquote video essay because like to some extent uh, it was like oh this would be an easy one but then it's like there's too much type of stuff to talk about it, so it's not like a quick throwaway thing like the Zelda video was where it'll be done in a day but it's like is it worth scripting out thousands of words about this stupid trash movie <laughs> like I, I see myself doing what's practically like the nostalgia critic thing or some like the the the, 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 the fucking like age-old genre of like white guy is is performatively indignant about a media franchise on camera for fun and what and whatnot and it's like to some extent working too hard on it feels like a waste hmm <laughs> <clears throat> But I've also like yeah. I started like six essays and they're all in different stages of uh, me hating them and wanting to start them over or uh, me realizing that I just I just went on a self-indulgent rant about something because it felt good and not because it's necessarily the most interesting analysis of the video necessarily or who knows uh, my Beastars essay in particular, which is like it's probably like 8000 words long in the most recent form is like the third draft where I just started over again. <laughs> It's really, wow. it's fucking hard. Like it's it's all fucking complicated. It's it was way like, easier just yeah. to talk about the themes of a movie, and with Annihilation, where in particular, like all I was doing was watching the movie a few times and paying attention and then googling a few things and be like, well, that's interesting. Like all I like, it's it's you're not you 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 get secondhand clever fumes like smoking if you just look at a clever person's <laughs> movie and then pay attention to it and then point out the stuff that they did <laughs> like it's like fucking uh beginner's guide shit where it's like the guy that makes ex machina and and annihilation is just really clever but he's also not that secretive about what he's doing that's clever so like 
you can just like watch the movie a few times and be like, wow, look at all this clever shit. I'm just going to point the stuff out for people that didn't that don't know about the stuff. And then you Google a couple of interviews and you see him talking about how like the house at the end of the movie is the same house from the beginning of the movie. It's like, oh, shit, I'm going to put that in the movie. And then you're like, oh, she's holding a book in that one. So you can actually Google that book. That book is the themes of the movie. <laughs> Like the, that's just that's the, that's just Edgar Wright shit too. Like Edgar Wright would be easy to talk about probably because he just like tells you half the clever shit he did in the movie. <laughs> Whereas reading in subtext yeah. and so on is just like this whole like self doubt thing. And then you're like, I I have written and deleted so many sections because I'm like, okay, I like I had a section where I discussed the Crucible in the Beastars video, because I was like, do I have to lay the basic groundwork of what an analogy is? Because I'm used to talking to gamers, and they're dumb motherfuckers that don't get basic <laughs> shit. Like, they... I, wow. I know from my Disco Elysium playthrough and other playthroughs, like, gamers, or at least the ones that speak, <laughs> are so stupid. What? Like, the, the commenters will say the dumbest shit, and I'm like, oh my god, that's the level run. Okay, we gotta back up and start doing basic introductions of what, like, an analogy is, apparently. Uh... And then, like, you have the, uh, was it that I, I tweeted recently that, like, because this video is about, like, dealing with queer subtext and things and themes. And I'm like, I, I tweeted a, a Talos principle commenter recently of, of just talking about, like, just the shitty comments, basically. But this, this person was like, I hate this progressive generation. Why would you just assume that? Why would you assume that they're gay lovers? When, why can't they just be good friends or whatever? It's like the pe I'm sorry. <laughs> they're the, sisters. The, the, they're the, not lesbians. It's like the, the, I'm like the two people in Talos principle that in the notes who did a like, like, oh, the world's ending. So we're going to do a suicide together. Here's our joint suicide note where we're going to spend one last beautiful day together before we kill ourselves. Yeah, they, they're just friends. <laughs> That's a friends thing that you used to say. It's like, like, I'm so used to those kinds of comments that are so like, I'm like, what level do like, what is my audience? Like, do I speak to the people that already are informed on those stuff? Or do I do the middle tier thing where I like reintroduce everything again. Like, do I talk about fucking queer coding and talk about the Maltese Falcon for the 500th video essay again? Or do I like literally start at the base level of like, you know, nothing. And I'm going to tell you everything from scratch and it's going to make this video twice as long. And everyone that knows more is going to be bored. <laughs> like it's so think... fucking complicated. <laughs> I, I, uh, I but somebody I was... just laughed. Somebody in the audience just laughed because I, point because i referenced the fucking maltese falcon because they've watched six video essays about queer coding already that already talked about that exact movie i uh i i think the the basis of it is that critical analysis and i'm not talking about making videos where you're anal analyzing something critically i'm talking about enjoying media whatever it is with a critical mind is something that is not trained into anybody it's, that's not the point of selling anything to anybody. You, you never want to sell somebody a movie or a, or a, uh, or a book or a game and, and you have the people be critical of your game. And when I say critical, I mean not be critical as in dislike it, but rather think, of it, think about it critically. You, never, you, want, you want as much passivity as possible when you're trying to sell media. And so consumers are just not trained to be critical of, of the media they consume and my personal journey of of uh, becoming more you know analytical or critical that's the same that's a synonym in this in this instance anyway um my journey of becoming that i don't think it ever 
any i don't think i've ever seen it, any media or I, looking back i should say looking back I, I don't think i ever saw anybody be be do critical analysis of something and be me being like oh that's what you do i'm gonna start doing that but it's over the years seeing that done over and over again and sort of people leading by example is what got me there eventually so to answer your question keith my opinion is that yeah if people are gonna push back because they're not trained to do critical critical analysis um they just it's yep. just not something that is done by the system but leading by example is very powerful. For me, I, I, I think looking back, um, I, like even games that I grew up playing over and over again, like Fallout, I I knew them back to back to front. I knew the the themes of the game. I knew the intricacies of of the story. But then watching people just take more from it than I ever could just knowing the game back to front and knowing all the details and all the stuff and people being like, oh, this this is a commentary on this particular thing because of the interactions of the the super mutants and the Brotherhood of Steel. And I'm like, oh, that's that's very insightful. I did, like the, the, the process of having an insight into something is eye-opening. And, and once you start doing it, you do at least once I started doing it, I, I started doing it more and more can't say that I'm 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 always right but the process of doing it is always fun I think and so people just keep, if people say ah, I don't read into it they they're going to do that anyway some of them do it because they're just contrarian and rea reactionary but other people are legitimately distrustful and and skeptic of of uh, the insightful perspectives on media because they're just not trained but they they're going to get there I think leading by example is very important. I don't know why I, someone randomly shouted Atrus did nothing wrong, but I'll I'll fucking get to him. I'll get to him and his I don't, bullshit. I don't. Atrus has. I always crimes. keep thinking about that. Atrus did I, so I much wrong. In what? What game is that? Uh, Atrus is the old man from. Uh, oh. No, it's the old man from Mist. Oh. The abusive father that yeah. was abused by his father. Yeah, no, that's a, uh, that's that's a video. I don't know how many years it'll take to get to it, but I'm going to fucking go through the books of Myst and all the games again and then be like, here's how this is actually a story about familial and generational abuse. And that's actually the that's just I, I like that's it. just the core themes of Myst. That's what that's literally what the whole franchise is about. I, I like the idea that you're like, I don't know when, I don't know where, but I'm going to find you. I mean, it's time consuming. <laughs> I thought I was going to get a Beastars video done in Pride Month. <laughs> Wow. I literally was like, That's... hey, hey, Ben, can you finish this by the end of June? And I paid him and he did it and he made it. And now it's just sitting in my fucking folder because I can't use it till I make this video, which might come out in 2022 for all I know. <laughs> next Pride Month. The Next Pride Month. Uh, that's the other thing is, is that once you start analyzing things in, in, uh, in a more, you know, trying to read into things, you become aware of certain concepts and certain... So it's, it, at the end of the day, it's just a short end, uh, shorthand for, for, uh, for common themes like generational abuse. Uh, but the, the pro like you get used to seeing the same things or or similar themes analyzed in in and and taken on in in media, and uh, like somebody who is not aw aware of that is is never gonna expect a game like 
like missed to be about that. And, yeah, no, they and don't. The, oftentimes, Most, no one mentions games, it. Yeah, because it's just nuts. Go, it's one of the most successful video games of all time. The, but the thing is, sometimes, especially in games, I feel, but it probably happens in movies. But is just that sometimes games are written in a way that the authors themselves aren't aren't even aware of their biases and and their and their sort of pretty predisposition towards certain things. And subtext can exist without the the conscious uh, effort of the authors. And it, it it's. Uh, it's a little bit like somebody accidentally making a, a, mo a movie critical of, of uh, I don't know, uh, toxic masculinity while they were trying to make Fight, Fight Club. And they just saw Fight Club and they liked it. They didn't see the themes. They made a movie that is kind of similar to that and they just copied over all the criticisms without really being aware of them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No. <laughs> what I'm saying is that you can have certain pre prejudices or predispositions or attitudes in you that you are not aware are wrong or are not aware are right even. It doesn't matter. It's not oh, yeah, a matter like of judgment. Like, like you have a political affiliation, for example, and then you when you like something, you try to backfill from there. You're like, okay, I like this thing, and I think this way. Therefore, maybe it thinks the way that I think. Like, I look at the movie The Hunt, and I'm like, uh, oh, this is a movie about liberals and conservatives, but it's written from the perspective of a leftist, which is not the same thing as a liberal, which that's a thing you have to fucking mm -hmm. explain to people. <laughs> and it's like, is that, yeah, and how much of that is me just backfilling, and how much of that is true? I don't know. It's written by David Lin David Lindelof, which no one talks about, but that's the guy that made fucking wa The Watchmen show, and that's, and uh, Leftovers, which, which is nuts, because The Hunt seems like a throwaway movie. Well, what I'm saying is like, uh, imagine Apocalypse Now, the way people see it, as uh, or some people see it as a uh, a propaganda movie or as a movie that that just that praises the war in Vietnam. But it's all the cyberpunk meme, the wow yeah, cool yeah. lasers or whatever, or like uh, in the case of American History X and Fight Club, it's people going wow cool fascism, and yeah, then not getting yeah. any well, of the so, movie. <laughs> yeah, it's basically, but that that but people making media. Especially, I think it happens in games because it's easier for somebody just to write a, a story uncritically and just write it down as, uh, oh, the, the king was trying to save the land from the orcs, but they accidentally just wrote a storyline about genocide and how hierarchical structures are bad and just everything is bad in the end because the, the I, oppressive I like monarch... I the idea of someone just accidentally slipping into political... Uh... Like a political uh, but conversation, it, it, the, but unintentionally, like, oh, unintentionally, I just want to write a fun story about silly nonsense. It's like, wow, yeah. this like, explains a generational uh, issue. And it's like, it, it does? I didn't it, know. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just wanted to have fun. You guys don't if you're not, have to. Absolutely. If you're not aware of the themes when you're writing something, if uh, that's what I mean. Like, if you, if you don't think about it uh, one way or the other, you're just going to write things that are in your subconscious. And if you grow up thinking that kings are cool... Then you write like a, a story lot, a lot that of is... writers just accidentally let stuff leak out and they accidentally say things that they didn't know they were saying. Yeah, yeah I guess exactly. I was going to say, I guess it depends on your like experiences in the world will dictate the kind of writing you do. But that could also mm -hmm. be very telling to the life you've lived. Like yeah, if you, yeah. if, you know, some of my, some of my favorite video essays are just discussions of the idea. These like just just thinking critically, like just forcing yourself to do that. <clears throat> There's a. I can't remember if it's a Kyle Kalgren video or if it's an Aaron Signal video, but it's who gets to be a civilization. 
and it's just like oh fuck you never really thought about that did you like in the games civilization who gets to be a civilization like how do you how did they they, just it's just asking you to like think about like how did they choose in all of english and america what in all of world history how did they choose what civilizations were civilizations and who who's a civilization and who's quote-unquote barbarians and who is a city-state and it Um, changes from game to game and it's really weird especially since two of the civilizations that are in most of the games are the same civilization in different time periods so there's also there's also a lot of problem because civ has been slowly grabbing to that concept and making dlc that includes ancient civilizations and modern like you know non uh non-economically successful civilizations like just they're just kind of like, okay, cool. I guess people like this. We can just kind of take every nation as being like anything that existed in history. I don't know what's about its people, but like we can make DLC about it. And like <laughs> the barbarians have in civilization have like devolved into just being not a nation. So like, yeah. oh, they're just ambiguous <clears throat> bad people. And like city states are just like, these are countries you didn't pick in your game. Like they're kind of like slowly homogenizing it all. Like to just like yeah just every nation's there why not they don't have to have unique units they can just be things you know like, like I, it's, it's just the push towards just thinking about things especially the things you don't question yeah. like like in my i, yeah, I, you I, can, I, yeah, I harp on this a lot but like there was my bioshock example where during my playthrough i stopped for a moment and realized like hang on a minute you can just pay to make your wand level go away like at a vending machine and that's just a physical thing that like like it's one thing when like gta is like i am a crime mister and i get on my smartphone and i have like contacts i have a bunch of contacts that'll get me in and they'll get rid of my wanted level if i pay them a bunch of money or whatever like that's like that's like it it sounds like a mob style thing yeah that that is saying something technically but it's like it's way there's more layers to it but like in bioshock it's just like it's like a vending machine like how you'd buy a coke and like that says a lot about yeah. the world of Bioshock and what Rapture is and its weird libertarian nightmare and all that. And I go on talking about this for a few minutes in the comments, which is like, just it's just a video game. Don't think about it. It's like, no, fuck you. Think about it. Like this <laughs> stuff is here for a reason. Fuck. And, and like there's a there's a good yeah, video. You don't yeah. think about Bioshock. Yeah. The entire game about the, the game that's a political twist commentary. About not thinking about something. <laughs> yeah. I, or like the Conquest thing is, like, of Dread is like a really good a really good video called Decolonizing Games, and it's specifically because like he's like like he he plays game he like analyzes games and he analyzes movies and so on. But he he's Maori, and so he has a specific background of being from a colonized group and having a different perspective and looking at how like so much of video games are pro colonialism essentially, and like entire genres yeah. are about that kind of like how like a Satisfactory and Factorio and civilization are all inherently like the forex genre is defined by colonialism as being like the, the base assumption of how you play them or and, and like there's yeah. like a an inherent aspect of like these like new factor genre where you go on to you go onto a planet and you exploit its its resources and tame its dangers so that it all crumples before you and you are the god of this land now and so on like and then like the entire yeah, you're, you're doing so much of the rpg genre just as a concept like is inherently about this kind of like going to a land and conquering it feeling. And it's like just ha- putting a critical eye at that and like analyzing that, like that's worth doing. And it's, that's the good shit. Everyone should engage critically with things. It doesn't mean that the thing's bad and it has to go away, but it's worth wondering but also why it's, bad it's that and way. It needs to go away. 
<laughs> it's better yeah, to have just... questioned its existence and being aware of the criticisms of it than to just not. And then, True. yeah, because then you go down the to day... uncritically recreate that stuff. It's like the Anisocration stuff, right? Like it, the point wasn't to be like, yeah. fuck you, delete these games that already exist. It's it, the point of any Anisocration stuff was to be like, exactly. hey, here's my criticisms of what's out so far. Maybe think about that when you're making, you know, the next ones. And that's yeah, and it's because you point. can think critically <laughs> or of something like alternatively, we can destroy an entire group of people. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the other alternative. Yes. Well, I think like uh, the fear that some people might have. I think I I think some people might have is the fear that if they start thinking critically of things, they stop enjoying them. And I think that's well, that's it not can true. be disappointing sometimes when you find out that things you like are actually problematic things. You can still yeah, like uh, them, obviously, but like you also then have to have it's like uh, ignorance is bliss, like never knowing that something you enjoy is actually kind of insidious is great until you know that it's insidious and then you can't stop thinking about like wow why did it have to have that like anime is this anime is that problem like a hundredfold anytime mm -hmm. you watch anime you're like oh this is really fun and then you see like uh like a teenage girl upskirt and you're like oh wait this is actually really bad can you not do that so i can enjoy the content without feeling bad about enjoying the content like there's yeah it, it, it's like and you, most people that watch anime can just ignore that you can just you don't have to think about that you can just go like oh it's just part of the culture or whatever but that doesn't it doesn't that, make that go I, away that's the worst thing make the, like the yeah the japanese the japanese culture is a in so many ways very very retrograde culture i don't know if the word is correct though retrograde it's, here but like they, they don't have it's it, it, what I said. Like they don't have, uh, they don't legalize gay marriage. They're they're really homophobic. Like in in uh, in um, no, that's just the that's the older generation. The new in, the, in, the 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 younger generation is a lot. Oh, it, for the problem sure. Is you have to, you have to. I'm not talking that, about like, the people. Japan. I'm not talking about the people that oh. are homophobic. I'm talking about the just the popular media in, in in general. Like it's basically like the 90s in the U.S. It's right now in in Japan. Or at least it was like a few years in the ba uh, in the past. It's like it's really jarring if you're if you're uh, aware of it, and it's uh, of course it's easy for people who aren't directly affected by it to just ignore it. You know who cares about all the homophobic tropes in in anime or the violence against women in anime? If you're not a woman or or part of the LGBT community, it, it doesn't affect you personally. So it's easy for for you to to look a, a, away, but. Like the part of the culture is not an excuse, particularly in regards to Japanese culture, because they they're they have so much to go forward in in that regard. I think it's there's a certain level of of uh, understanding where it comes from, but it it doesn't make it any better. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's just it, but you know, again, I don't have to. I can still enjoy something and be critical of its yeah, content. Yeah, I think so. Like I don't have to. I don't have to throw away my entire. Uh, I I don't know. I have to throw I have to throw away my entire collection of like One Piece stuff just because there's like, you know, kind of iffy like really washy like iffy iffy ideas of what like body image should look like for some people. And it's mm -hmm. like, or the fact that they have like you know prominent there's like some prominently well done gay characters and some that are not that are just there to be punching bags. Yeah. Like there's yeah sure, but again, th all I have to do is acknowledge that that's bad and that I can move on from it. I don't have to like 
it doesn't have to yeah. like destroy yeah, the entire existence but i think that's the thing is like people admitting that there is some i guess like you don't want to look you don't want to have to defend your position you know at times if someone says like wow that's bad and you have to be like no but it's okay because like you know i get it or this is part of the cult it's like i don't i don't need to defend anime i know it's i know it's garbage and like <laughs> i it's it is like it no it's just it's, it is just it, garbage it, it's fine it's beautiful <laughs> looking garbage but it's garbage uh, sometimes it's, it's beautiful it's, looking garbage because a lot of it is it, just really poorly drawn I don't know. No, I, no again, shame on the artist, the two, though, because there's two just not genres of, of anime. Garbage and Miyazaki. <laughs> Which is garbage. Like, it Dare comes you. from a... It comes from, like, a bitter, upset, angry man who honestly kind of, like, pushes people too far to make content <laughs> that isn't, like, revolutionary in its nature. It's not like Spirit Away is, like, some Also, kind that of, other guy. Like, that, actually, that, one, that other guy is probably better than Miyazaki. Um, uh, uh, Tokyo Godfather's uh, guy. Uh, you're talking about uh, Satoshi Kon? Yeah, Satoshi Kon. Yeah. Uh, Satoshi Kon's a little bit different. Yeah, he's a lot. He's, he's not, <laughs> he is not as bitter and hateful about yeah. the world and doesn't make his people suffer through content creation. But the, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously there's going to be good creators and bad creators. There's going to be good content and bad content. But like, it's, again, I think the important part is like looking at something and going like, yeah, why did you put that in there? Or why is this necessary? Why are we, why do we have these things? Like there are, there are, uh there is such a thing as necessary realism like there uh, obviously an upskirt isn't is something that can happen but the the context in which it is like is the camera focused on it is it like you know held for a couple of shots like how long is it held on screen to exist is it it's, just like it's because like it's technically miyazaki has called... upskirt shots but they're like three seconds at most they're so minimal that you don't even notice they exist unless you literally Three pause the frame. Three seconds is so long. <laughs> well, you know what? I, sorry, you know what I mean. Like in, in reality, it's just like it's just a blink. You blink and it's gone, and you won't you I won't think... even notice that it happened unless you literally stop the scene to look at it. But like that's because it's not important. It's just a real part of life. Yeah, a plane just flew overhead, so it creates a lot of wind, and that just happens. And people just wear skirts in reality. It's oh, really no. interesting when but you like... when you change who makes a thing, and it fundamentally reframes how they frame everything. Like how Beastars yeah, well, is matter. just the horniest fucking show, and yet and manga, and yet is it, it more like, horny it than normal but anime? It, but it like objectivizes their characters less than like any of them. It's which is like a feels like a paradox. <laughs> That's nice. That's I, I still need be, to watch yeah. Beastars. But I think again, it just goes. It's just about how you approach. Yeah, it's like who is who is in control and like it's, how like they it's, view. Like it's just accepted that an anime will just have the boob girl. I'm the boob girl who is the boobs. Hello. That's my job. But <laughs> they're really blatant about it. Zero escape on, all them have, have the boob girl in there. Well, <laughs> it's just there's always one in the cast. There's someone in a mask and a boob lady. I don't think that's, that's my a fair job. Example. I think like I think literally, that's the it, you're talking about like bargain bin writing. That's like the it's like that's looking true. at hentai and being like, wait a second, this isn't well written. What's yeah, going you look, on? You here? look through your like, cowboy yeah. bebops and whatnot too, and you always have like the booby girl and like the better shows like cowboy bebop will like try to do a better job justifying it retroactively but they started from the point of having the booby girl <laughs> like that was their goal yeah and then, and then they course. and then talking? they like characterized her well or something whereas a lot of other shows will just be like oh. now that she's just there because we wanted them and then we didn't really try very hard <laughs> do you think do you think cowboy bebop has Faye? you're talking about Faye specifically right Faye yeah Valentine. absolutely do you think you have you think do you think it has her as an objectified character to begin with and then and then uh, becomes her, her outfit literally serves l no purpose 
there is no reason that she needs to wear that outfit at, like at all times and that outfit only exists to where does be, she keep her guns uh i i remember don't ask questions keith just consume <laughs> the eye candy it's like you know I, it's, it's like look at spike spiegel and then you look at faye valentine and you go okay so like why why would like i i i, I can understand i've definitely like, seen characters with less clothing in anime but yeah. she specifically is a brand of like whatever clothing she does have is also incredibly thin and loose and i'm like isn't where is yeah. any of your guns where is any of your anything <laughs> where do you but, keep any yeah. like i thought she was it, written it's been a while since i watched it but uh, isn't she written as the femme fatale sort of archetype kind of character no, she's not poorly written she's poorly designed no no like, she, that's uh, the that's the thing because a femme fatale would always use her sexuality that's the, yeah. the archetype yes yeah so that's she, what, her, yeah. her outfit at least but, I, but, her introduction is as a fan fatale. That's where you get to the stuff where you like you backfill good motivation and characterization to justify the character, as opposed to just throwing yeah, them in there like a lot but, of anime will do. Oh, but, oh, but again, I'm not, I'm not, still can, just, I'm not like, even arguing questions. <laughs> I'm not even yeah. arguing that the the, the very archetype of fan fatale is is uh, inherently misogynistic. Like it just assumes it it, it propagates the 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 prejudice that the hot women are are inherently distrustful. Or they're, they're somehow worse because they're beautiful or whatever. But I'm not even talking oh, about that. I'm, I'm saying are. that I think beauty is <laughs> what I'm deadly. Saying, I'm saying Those wily is, is women's that are gonna get you. She oh, no. exists. She exists as a femme fatale. I think she was always from the beginning to be like that. Not, not, but, I'm not trying but to. But you can be. It. But my argument here is that you can be a femme fatale without wearing what she wears. It's not necessary to have a literal. Yeah, absolutely. It's not necessary to have like some you're right, outfit you're right. where your shorts are held up by like a suspenders attached I mean, the, to what the barely constitutes as a shirt. Could be, it could be a femme fatale. It's it's no, just you're, like you're, but, uh, you're absolutely right. Yeah. You're, you're right. You're right. But again, you can look at like you can look at like any of the other cast besides her, and even even Ed is like yeah. Like she Ed, Ed is wearing like hot pants and a tank top, and that's still less sexy than Faye is, and those and like. But that outfit, technically hot pants and tank top, is could be considered a sexy outfit. Because well, the presentation like, and the, she has a lot of scenes. She has a lot yeah. of scenes where where she just goes around showing her body off. It, there's a lot. Yeah, like but, that's what I was gonna say is that the very notion of an upskirt and a lot of these scenes in anime they're called fan service, which is yeah, which is just it shows what they're they're called by the by the fans, I should say. But as um, as, as a fan, I'd prefer you spend more time writing better things. It's the difference between the, having scenes dedicated to showing the female character using her sexuality to manipulate someone versus just how the camera frames them moment to moment, all outside of all mm -hmm. those moments. Yeah, yeah, and like that. If it's the latter, it's just fan service. Yeah, uh, the, yeah. I that think it's comes always up in the plot even, every now and then. I just like there's some shows that make it really obvious because they're uh, like for one of my favorite shows, honestly. Like a lot of my favorite shows have a lot of fan service. It's just that's just anime. Uh, you just can't avoid it for a lot. But it's but, not. Like, like that's the annoying part. It's not. I. It's no, not what I'm just saying, anime. That's like a. It's a. It's a cheap attempt to. I don't know. It's it's frustrating. I hate. I hate. Do you I think? Do you think it's? You know, it's the. It's. Um, I don't know. It's the. It, what I'm saying is like it's the hot spring episodes in in uh, samurai. What's the word? What's those, the name? So those, those are called. Those are called crutches. They're narrative crutches to, because you can't write a series coherently long enough to keep it interesting without the necessity of adding these like 
little doses of fan service because that's what no, wakes you, you up. Can. It snaps you back. It's just like, hey, 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 don't fall asleep. Look at the boobies. Look at the boobies. Like, <laughs> but they always, they're super jarring in that particular t- series, but there's a lot of series like that because they, uh, Rurouni Kenshin, uh, who, uh, by the way, the author is a pedophile, so there's that. Uh, um, he's the worst he's in the worst. history. But, but the like, really off topic, aren't we? <laughs> no. The TV no, series barely has any fair. I don't remember, actually. Uh, con- <laughs> like, what I was the... Fa- uh, our oh, I least- think it was What's My Next Essay. <laughs> that was supposed to be a question. Yeah, oh, next essay. oh, that, that, that explains it, yes. Okay, we can move on. I was just, we're just debating <laughs> anime for now. You have an essay channel? <laughs> yeah. Right, how do you go, go about juggling Let's... multiple different games during the same period? It, it doesn't help if they're on different consoles, because, boy, I wish those buttons were the same. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> You just what you I just used do to it. do. Yeah. What I used you to just do. go. It's it's just it's just multitasking, but on like a, a kind of a semi annoying. Yeah. Just level. every day but, I what, record what about... whichever one has the least backlog left. <laughs> so what I used to do is I would uh, never play too many new games at the same time. I would always play a measure of Coward. games that I knew and games that I didn't know. So that way I could keep them all in my head. The new games I wouldn't l- lose memory in between play sessions. But uh, and, and, and to add to that, what I would do is uh, if I were to be like, imagine I'm going to record The Witcher now and I was playing Mass Effect or something and I don't remember where I was in The Witcher. I would just go and watch my previous episode a little bit or just look at the final bit of the last episode and just see what I was doing. And so that way, when I started recording the next episode, I wouldn't lose track. But now what I do is I just edit it out. If I say something dumb because I forgot, I just edit out, <laughs> reload. It doesn't matter. It didn't happen. It's fine. And uh, so that's very powerful. That's yeah, how I the, do it. Uh, it, you just forget stuff, but you also just forget stuff just day to day playing the same game. Like sometimes people are like, you, I'll, I'll have comments and be like, see, this is happening because you're always juggling too many games. You do this to yourself. I'm like, I played that game for four days straight and this was day three. <laughs> like that was just, yeah. there was no other games. That was just me forgetting between days because that's just how like time and brains work. And yeah, like sometimes I'll like scrape the previous video and like try to get up some context or something. And I'll always, and like half the time I do that immediately, just minute one, I'm just slammed in the face with something that I don't remember the context of or what's going on. And it doesn't, and also it, the it, things, it doesn't solve it. The things we forget in the same episode. Oh, yeah. They don't complain that I'm playing too many games when I forget things about the same in the same episode, even though that is also likely as a, a result of me playing too many games is that the thing I forget in the same episode. Yeah, you just there's just a lot of information. You don't always know which stuff to latch on to. And even if you want to latch on to stuff, sometimes you just forget it. Like, but uh, like when you're just thing... given a password and you can't remember that password all the way to the door. And you're like, fuck, <laughs> I got to go back. Now. But one Brains thing is just for do sure. that it, because we commentate on our app, on our game, on our games. It's a lot easier for us to remember things than it is if we weren't commentating. I, I think mean, like what's but, really weird to me is that like I'm re- I have a really good memory for how much longer I need to record. Like, every time I have to cut my recording halfway through an episode, I'm like, ah, fuck, okay, we have 12 minutes to go. Uh, like, when I come back from, like, lunch, or somebody interrupting me, or uh, mm. me just doing live editing and realizing, like, okay, well, fuck this, I'm not doing this next part on camera, let's just get back to the where that was, or backtrack, or whatever. When I come yeah, back, never really... I will, I will like, in my brain, have a number of how, this, how long this recording has to be to finish this episode, and... I will always remember somehow. 
That's, I that's don't know magic. why that's the thing I always remember because I forget <laughs> so much shit all the time. What? When was I'm the last trained. thing that I forgot? Oh, uh, I'm playing <laughs> Deathloop, right? <laughs> no, no, I was uh, the last thing I forgot. Well, that's going to be a problem for you. <laughs> it's, a, no, it's a feast to come. No, I, I'm playing Deathloop and uh, I watched, uh, there's like a little cutscene in the game that tells the story of the island. And there was a bit of it that like two days after I didn't remember. It was just, it's, it, it was just because I didn't pay attention. I was doing it live stream. I was looking at chat. Sorry. <laughs> That's things. It, it happens. Yeah. You just, one, one of my, one of my biggest fuck you moments in my, to myself is when I will like read a paragraph of plot important stuff and realized that my mind wandered halfway through and I literally like thought about something else for like As the entire reading. time. And then I'm like, I sure hope it came out correctly. <laughs> but also, shit, I should like remember to like check this video when I'm done with it and try to find that part and read it again. Because I took none of it in and I got to just keep going right now with like yeah, what I'm doing. I did not do that. I am a, I'm that amazed by how like, especially with how much I fuck up reading in general. Uh, I'm amazed by how sometimes I can like perfectly read through something while literally not paying attention to it. Like I'm literally thinking <laughs> oh, about yeah. something else while perfectly reading a data entry or, or like dialogue or whatever. I'm like, how did I do that? It's like those moments where you're like doing a commute you do too many times and you're like, I don't remember driving here. <laughs> like I'm at, <laughs> I'm at school now. It took an so hour to get here. Wendy's? I don't remember the drive. <laughs> I feel like I passed out and got here somehow. <laughs> For me, yeah, it's like uh, you're, you're, you're. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, you're, you're sorry, I didn't mean to. Interrupt. I was just agreeing with Keith. I was like, yeah, you, you, your brain does that. It'll just like, yeah, it turns stuff out of there. Yeah. For me, early on, what happened was because I was focused so much on pronouncing things properly, especially because when I'm reading something, it's words that I might not use all the time. Uh, and it still happens a little, but because I'm focused on the pron pronunciation and enunciation and trying not to stutter <laughs> and all that, I just. I'm not processing the text, and it happened a lot at the beginning of my of my uh, YouTube oh, videos. Yeah. And it's just like if, if you watch like, I think it might be the finale or one of the episodes of my original Outlast playthrough. I obsessed over getting through the entire thing perfectly. So I would I would sit there and I would actually like it. Ha it happened in some of Dragon Age Inquisition too. I think where I would I would read a codex entry or a note or whatever. And every single time that I fucked up at reading it, I would like pause and sit there for like 10 seconds. So there's like a, a blank area in the audio. And then when I'm editing, I'd pick up on all those spots as being places I needed to like fix it because I wanted to do a perfect read through of the whole thing. And it was so fucking time consuming. And at one point there was just like a this relatively short out last note that just it was just it was, it was just phrased weirdly. Like it was a person who would just phrase things <laughs> weirdly. And so I just would, I just couldn't get through it. It was only a few sentences and I just kept fucking up and I, I left it at the end of the video as like a blooper thing or something, but it was like, boy, I kicked that habit because <laughs> I'm just doing that right it. now. Obsessing over that stuff pause. is too much. I, uh, I do the little and then yeah, I saw really that in your, uh, in your, your <laughs> takes on like the, uh, the bouncer audio, your way of it's, like denoting yeah. mistakes. It's just really obvious in the audio uh, thing, and I, yeah. I, like to this day, I still don't know if I have any video where I forgot about that. Because if I do, well, it's really How weird. Would you know? Yeah, who's gonna notice? I, it's really I funny when people my, leave uh, their mistakes in. Yeah. I use my uh, what's it called? My soundboard. 
to denote mistakes. So oh, whenever, no. I, whenever I messed up, I would play the, uh, the me shouting what. And it's because it's what? so much louder than the rest of everything else. That like you, I would immediately go like, "Oh, that's a bad take." That's really funny. The what at the end of it? That's good. That's <laughs> like, good. Yeah, the I mean, uh, it's just like, yeah. I used to listen to the uh, to the uh, the the pod the hey the hey Ash podcast that was like Ashley and Anthony Birch. I like I listened to it back in college, and on a regular basis, they'd be they'd be like, "All right, yeah, let's let's edit that part out. Uh, let's just <laughs> sit here silently for a few seconds," and like. I'd just be sitting in my car awkwardly, like hearing them like make a mistake and be like, oh, let's, we're going to take this part out or let's leave this part. Let, let's just signify in the waveform that we're going to take this part out. And obviously they didn't because I know yeah. about it. And it's in the episode and they did it like 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 once or twice an episode. Like they were just wow. not, whoever was handling the export was just not on the ball <laughs> or they just, they just didn't. were not lo- watching their stuff. Yeah. Like they just did not Which receive what the I note do, by the about way. what they were supposed I, I to do it. or what. I was gonna say that's very relatable. I also don't watch. Yeah, I mean, it's always, a, that's like, always you, a weird element of when people are like, "Why don't you get an editor?" And it's like, one can't afford one really, but two, like, I don't know how much I'd trust some random person to like deal with my shit, especially like all the choices I make about how to edit a puzzle game, for example, as opposed to low yeah. effort stuff. I think like it's frustrating too because there's a uh, unless you're doing so, it's more manageable if you're doing smaller uh, smaller content. So, like, if you're yeah. doing stuff that's, like, 10 to 15 minutes long, it's a lot easier. You can kind of, like, you know, they edit it, you watch it, and you go, mm, yeah, looks about good. Uh, or, like, you can say, ah, maybe kick up the audio a bit here or whatever. But, like, when it's an hour-long content, you're like, okay, I'm going to watch an hour video of myself already now spent... to make sure that it's not messed up. Like, Because in the process yeah. of editing, you already watched it. It's just not watching the result of your editing. That's the issue. <laughs> yeah, but also, like, this is the reason you would have, like, like uh this is a reason a director doesn't watch every single edit like yeah. a director comes back and watches it after a certain point because someone else is in charge of making sure that like the general gist is done and someone goes like okay look we've gotten to the point now where we just need to make sure like this absolutely fits your your image uh and then you can make time to do that but like you know let's play content are you it, i don't know it just it, do you need to do that is it necessary i think like yeah, I would it's prefer- okay if you, there's some mistakes yeah, I would prefer in like Let's Play content that I had somebody edit the general stuff for me. Like I would like someone to make sure my audio is balanced, make sure uh what is it called? Um make sure like the beginnings and ends are all properly edited to like, you know, all their cuts, the audio audio is perfect, everything looks good. Uh like looks good on paper and then I just can go through and cut any stuff I I don't want out. Um, oh, I see what that you mean. That would be like that would be like the extent of having an editor to me is like just having someone make sure that the 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 audio content is perfect and that the beginning and end are synced exactly how I want them to be. And then from there, I can just like if there's something in the middle because I I remember it, I was there. And if there's something that I really absolutely hated, I just try to take a note of it. I'll try to look down and be like, oh, that was like uh, 15 minutes. I gotta remove that. Like, God, I, I love that. I love whenever I hear about a problem that I used to have, and then I remember that it's just not there anymore. <laughs> like, like, like what? Like in the old days when I'd render stuff, sometimes there'd just be a long stretch of black screen where it just didn't. It's like the it's like the it's like the mm. editor just didn't correctly prepare the clip before it started rendering, and it just rendered anyway. And so it just yeah, I'd have to just go back and do it again. Or we always had to like select all of our clips every time we imported them, right click them, and then disable resample. Or they'd have that weird ghosting after image every t- after all the movement. Yes. And uh, 
I don't sync <laughs> anything ever. Yeah, because now in OBS, just you just yes, can start. Amazing. Yeah, you press a have, button and yeah. start recording. Well, like, yeah, everything's yeah. in OBS, and like our yeah, our, our audio and the game video and the game audio is all in OBS. But also, like, even for video game console stuff, like, there's the new Elgados are lagless. So, like, yeah. it's mm -hmm. just a thing. Like, that whole, like, oh, wow, like, uh, 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 like, highlight this thing in the Xbox 360 uh, dashboard. Go up three uh, times and down three times and make a sound with your face and then sync that up later and hope the sync doesn't, like, wander somehow. Like, the only time I'm going to sync anything is when it. I do video essays and I do, like, a microphone recording with a camera, like, that's recording yeah. to, like, a, a SD card or some shit. But, like, Let's Play syncing is just gone there's so many I shitty complications and steps that have just melted away over the years. Like, God, I, I remember to, like I used trying to process to do that all of my audio game. before I had a daisy chain thing set up in Vegas. Like that would do it more automatically. I used to fucking process in in uh, uh, the the audio audacity uh, every commentary track of every video before I could edit it. <laughs> like I would like noise remove and and normalize and compress and all that in that. And it's so much extra work and it's just not in my life. Yeah. I, I remember specifically yeah. being annoyed at trying to like trying to sync audio based on uh start menu stuff. And like sometimes the start menu uh what was it like it, we would try to do it in games sometimes, and sometimes the game start menus just didn't facilitate that in the beginning. Where we were like, oh, we just need to sync it. So just like uh 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 and it's like, oh no, this there's like no audio coming from the choosing an option or like it has a huge delay on going to the next uh, oh, yeah. option. Oh, yeah, like, like the game like, okay, audio so doesn't signify the menu. And then you're like, yeah. oh, fuck. Well, then do we know if the video... Because, yeah, because like your first instinct is you got to sync your commentary. But then you're like, wait, what if the game audio isn't recording in sync with the game video? Because that sometimes that just they would just fuck up or something. Uh, and, yeah, like the, we, loved, we loved recording the Xbox 360 because it was a universal. Like, no matter what game we're playing, you would just yeah. press the, the Xbox button and bring up the dashboard and go boop, 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 boop. And it would always sound and it was always the same audio. So it's just universal. And all those it problems was, are just not in my life anymore. Yeah, yeah, that is that is definitely like I, I have the little I have like the little stream deck thing. And so I just have a button that I can press to start live streaming and a button I can press to start recording. And it's just great because i just uh, like as i'm playing a game i just have that i look i can look at the time and go oh it's getting about time for me to to end the episode so i'll just like kind of slowly move my uh, like moving my character to somewhere where i want to end it and move my finger over to the end button and then just go like okay done and then click the yeah and click cut, the end button and, and start be, yep and just done again and it's like i don't have to think about it i when i open the videos up the only thing i have to pay attention to is like i always leave i always leave about like five seconds in the beginning and the end just to like, I, you know, just to make sure that I know like, oh, okay, like like nothing somehow. got cut off. Yeah, like nothing just got ruined in the, in the process. Um, yeah. But otherwise, that's it. And so it's easy. You just, that's what I'm saying. Like if I had an editor, I'd just like cut those parts out for me, get the audio balanced. I'll take it from there. But, I don't uh, remember what question we were answering anymore. Uh, mm. yeah, I don't either. We never, here's here's we a quick one. Is there any games that any of you have carried on playing or replayed in your personal time after you've done your Let's Play? Dark Souls 3. Do you have a personal time, Keith? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll have like I'll have zombie mode games basically that I play when I'm just like burning through YouTube videos. 
sort of um, multitasky stuff where it's like the specifically it's a it's like a low value game essentially <laughs> like the game just doesn't matter that much and i'm not i don't have to try that hard and so on it's why like, Dark souls three sometimes i want to grind in monster hunter and it's like this is too much for this is too hard i can't i need to i need to focus on this harder which is kind of the rough thing about grinding in monster hunter because it requires <laughs> grinding but you can't like tune out to grind uh but like yeah i uh, think I, I platinum trophied uh, Death Stranding and Ghost of Tsushima after I finished my playthroughs. Wow. Wow. And neither what of them were like a stamp of quality, especially Ghost of Tsushima that I think is mostly just bad. But I was like, I don't know. It's just not it's not a very hard list to complete. <laughs> just you just finish the map, basically. And it's mostly just things that that shows you on the map. So it's like I'll just clean out all these nodes while I'm just kind of zombie hanging out. And then it's like there it's platinum. Death Stranding was way more work, but Death Stranding is also more compelling. It's weird. <laughs> it's just a I really don't... weird process to complete it, but maxing out the reputation of every character is fucking annoying. I think mm. I have any. Uh, if I, like, if you don't count, you know, like playing Overwatch or Splitgate outside of yeah, when playing it with other people, like I don't think there's a single game that I've let's played where I was like, I'm gonna go back and play that again or play that more. It's like, no, once it's done, thank God, I'm out. Like just uh, Sonic immediately <laughs> yours was you did Sonic Boom. Did I 100% Sonic Boom? I don't know if you finished, but for some reason you were after all of our sessions, you would in a separate file go back and like do the completionist version of that of that part of the game. I don't know if you yeah, kept it that up, makes sense. But you, but you were like uh, trying to complete the game. I think that's that's pretty. I was probably trying to just find some kind of like joy in the misery. Um, it's. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to think of, like, I don't have any, I really don't have any games that I have, like, gone back and wanted to play more of after beating them recently. That just hasn't been a thing. Uh, all, the, all the games so far I've been enjoying, I haven't actually been Let's Playing. Um, so, yeah, that's, I guess it's my fault. How but, dare you oh not well. monetize all of your hobbies all the time, even though the, you just, don't really get any I, money for it? <laughs> I didn't I didn't mm -hmm. expect to even like enjoy them going in. So it was like, a, oh, what a surprise. But I, I don't know. It's uh, yeah, I'm trying to think like all the games I can think of that I play outside of Let's Playing are just like shitty shooter games that I'm not just wanting to record myself playing 24 seven. Um, sometimes I just don't want to think about people watching me do things like. I don't know. That's about mm. it. Yeah. It's like, like when you play competitive games, sometimes you just you, it's kind of nice to not think about other people. You're just like doing it for you. You're just like, yeah, I'm yeah. doing good. I feel good about this. I don't I don't want someone to like come on the hook, you know, give me a comment like, wow, what a shitty aim. It's like, thanks, mm -hmm. man. It's like the one <laughs> I'm just trying to enjoy myself. Appreciate it. <laughs> like, yeah. you should switch me, off of Symmetra. You're not getting any value. <laughs> yeah, like stuff like that. Where I'm like, look, man, I don't need this in my life. I'm just trying to like find some kernel of like happiness in a game that's made to make Hi. me miserable who's calling my name <laughs> huh nah, he said kernel yes ah for me it's uh it's the air conditioning i turn on the air conditioning it's one of those mobile units that makes a racket so i can't record anything while i'm while it's on so i just play whatever and what's, what's your uh, zombie mode game Oh, yeah, yeah, I was right. gonna say, I was like, wait, are you playing an air conditioning? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's when it's on. I play Dark Souls three. Just pushing the button on the controller, like, okay, I think yeah. I got it to the max. <laughs> like, 
I'll sometimes have a game that I'm currently playing where there's some level of grinding that I need to keep up with. Congratulations. But I've mostly mm. excised the JRPGs for my life. Oh, no, obviously, it's Alone in the Dark. I, I, that's I mine. I don't think it's, I'm going to play Path uh, uh, Tales of Arise, for example. But if I did, I'd have to. I'd be right back at my old habits that I did with all those JRPG playthroughs where I Podcasts. sprint. I sprint past all of the enemies to try to beat the dungeon as fast as possible, and then off camera, I grind for like an did hour. They make to make another up the game with a weird title that doesn't make commentary over sense. random encounters. I thought it was Tales of a Rise because yeah, Tales that... of a Rise is out. No, the first. Arise the like the That's word not how English. to arise. I think it might be about, it might be about a rebellion or something. I don't know. Everyone, people, I I have heard throngs of people saying it's great, but I don't trust people. <laughs> that's a good that's a good policy did, to have. Did you like nine nine nine? Like what is your you like nine nine nine? How, how did you feel about the other ones? Uh <laughs> oh yeah. That's I love nine nine nine. Just not for the reasons they want me to. <laughs> Yeah, how dare you? I fucking I cherish the Zero Escape franchise. I don't. I it's just, such beautiful I, garbage. God, I've I've already explained multiple times that I would like uh, one, if given like, a chance get rid of I'm it terif- from existence. I'm terrified of how much work it'll take, but I'm definitely considering replaying the trilogy and recording it while like taking notes the whole time and being like, here's all the plot holes of the Zero Escape trilogy. Yeah, exactly. But then I'd be like, how many stages, how much, how hard do I want to work at this? Like, am I going to compile a list and post it on the subreddit and be like, fucking prove me wrong and then see what people say to me and then like go through like peer review on like plot holes? Because like, it's such a horrifyingly convoluted nonlinear story that it's like, I don't know what I just forgot or missed, even if I'm rechecking it all. I, uh, like, nope. I don't know. Maybe oh. there's an explanation for some of it. I don't want to fight be, I don't anybody. Be stupid on anybody. the internet and get comments. Oh. I can I can win I will, any fight against zero, about zero escape. Yeah. I will win it every time. <clears throat> really? No, what no, games no, did you play games? as a child? Better games. <laughs> oh, that's fair. Better games than zero escape? Yes, every game I played as a child. So really, that's that's, 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 that's the next question: Is what games did you play uh, as a child? Sega Rally Which Championship, Daytona USA Circuit Edition. Sonic three, uh, Sonic Jam, Sonic three D. Sonic Jam is the the collection of Sonic one, two, and three and Knuckles. Uh, Tomb Raider, Destruction Derby, and a few others here and there. That's it. Mm-hmm. Destruction Derby is a pretty good one. <laughs> uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, Silent Bomber, <laughs> which is edgy bomber man with anime boys. <laughs> Uh, Mischief Makers, uh, Jet Force Gemini, Banjo Kazooie, Perfect Dark, Je- uh, Jedi Power Battles. <laughs> uh, those are some of the big nostalgic hits to some extent. Uh, it's obviously it's just so, like a forever but list. It's not a teenager, I'd right? Probably We're talking about games as a child. Uh, yeah, the oh, uh, Defiant Child 64 would have been me being like. I started Nine, playing games probably at 10, 7 to 11, I guess. Yeah. Earlier than earlier than that, it's like uh, not even memories. Like if you go earlier than that, it's like, uh, we had the we had the Duck Hunt Mario cartridge and Ninja Gaiden. <laughs> and we used to beat Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1989 arcade with the Game Shark that gave us Infinite Lives. And I had the pad for the Olympics oh. game, but I don't remember yeah, you mentioned the Olympics what it game was like before. to play. 
and battle toads, which mean which of course meant we just got to like level two or whatever, and that was it. Because <laughs> it's like Old the speed bike level weird, is impossible. Weirdness. What did I play? I don't played, feel nostalgic uh, about anything before like PS one sixty four. I played Super Mario World, Doom, uh, Pitfall on this on the SNES. Um, Tasmania Devil on the Game Gear, Alex Kidd saves the world on the Sega Master System. Basically, a lot of platformers. I just like spent my entire childhood playing platformers until my Huzzah. brain got broken. Donkey Kong Country, uh, Donkey Kong Country Two, Diddy Kong's uh, uh, adventure or whatever. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think what non. I guess Star Fox 64. I played. I guess I on PlayStation. I played Destruction Derby and Xbox. I played Sega. Oh, GT I also Racing, played tour, uh, Sega Touring Car. I forgot about that one. Yeah, mostly it was just platformers. Mm. Oh, and Jet Set Radio Future. Good game. Uh, I don't know. Like, yeah, as a kid, uh, as a kid, my parents obviously didn't want to buy me. Uh, Noah's Ark on the Super Nintendo so they're gonna get me like Mario and Mario Paint and Mario teaches typing hmm. and like every anything that had Mario was pretty safe um yeah I don't know I guess I'm trying to think like I have my whole I have I sold all my them Super for Nintendo a games hard drive 80 gigabyte I, w oh, I wish I did I <laughs> I had to like hunt. I so I used to have them. Uh, all of my old consoles used to stay at my grandparents' house. It's like a, this is something to play when you're over here. Um, and like at one point, my grandparents thought they like they just phased out. So like it's like oh well, he hasn't touched a Super Nintendo. I guess we'll just get rid of that. And I had to like go and get that back because <laughs> they just like gave it away. And I was like, all right, now I have to go get my Super Nintendo and all my games back. And it was. That was a nightmare. That was like I had to come back and be like, okay, guys, like if, if, if I don't touch a game That's for a while, nightmare just put it in a material box. Right there. Just don't, don't get rid of it. Just put it in a box. <laughs> yeah. Good God. It's not, it was a nightmare. Like I, my biggest regret is uh, uh, not, not still having my Game Gear, Master System, and PlayStation 2. Because both, uh, like all, all, all the three of them got, getting, uh, got sold off. You know, getting rid of, of my, my stuff control. is the reason why I basically um, prevent myself from having nice stuff. It's just like, nope. Yeah. No, I just you know, my parents did not value my games the way that you would value like a movie collection or anything. So like, yeah, like the, it was like a fucking conveyor belt where just all your past stuff games would just are so get much more expensive than sold movies. off or given away or something. So like, oh, while man, I, or, so like by the time I was playing Xbox 360 games, uh, I had nothing before that left. Like already the Xbox things were gone and everything before that was gone. And I'm like, I really would have yeah. liked to have that stuff right about now. Not only because a lot of it's rare and a lot more expensive, but it's also like I have a whole like time slot where I'm like, let's revisit childhood games. And it's like, well, you got to go fucking get it again. And sometimes yeah. there's a rareware collection to help you out. And sometimes there's not. There's it, yeah. Like I literally uh like the the solution for me was like i just i had a mm -hmm. storage container i just like got at like a department you know like home depot or whatever it's got like a storage container and like i just put all of my game stuff in it 
and like as time yeah. goes by i just keep like replacing that storage container but all of my game stuff just goes in a big bin and i just have never let it go because like i don't i i think i made the mistake like once where I sold a game to like, oh, I'm gonna sell this game to GameStop so I could buy a what new have game. I done? And I like went home, played the game, hated it, and went like, uh oh, I got rid of a good game that I like to get this. Yeah, I was like, I will never do this again. This is a terrible system. Like, no, I must, I must hoard all of it. It must all stay with me forever. <laughs> like, just a, a vit, like a visceral fear of losing any of the stuff. Now that it's I, replaced I, by I the fear like. that Steam will go offline and one day. I don't know. It's some of it's funny, like. Well, but like, so modern games, I'm not too concerned about losing. It's all the old stuff that I care the most about because that's the stuff I have nostalgia for. But like, m thankfully, most cartridge stuff, I've just like, I have everything now. Uh, like every single like game up until CD. CDs consoles. are also a pain. I have all they of will, the ROMs, All of them. Like Where I just the cartridges will, don't. I decided don't at one much. point. Oh yeah, but like. Yeah. But trying to play those, like trying to emulate those games is too hard. So I've just like my my like backup recovery is like in the event I had like a fire and all of my physical stuff got destroyed. I have these ROMs like stored and I will always have them and like they will never leave my site because it's like that's my that's my last chance to have access to these games that like, how do I go? I can't buy a Sega Master System and go get Alex Kidd. Like, are you kidding me? It's just going to cost me an arm and a leg. Like, go get a Game Gear and happen to get the game that I enjoyed playing? No. Why? Like, I would rather just not. So, oh, no. it's... What? I'm sorry, I've just I've reached the error. Because I've, I've been keeping the chat on the most recent question and then scrolling down to the next one each time so I can keep our place. And I just, I just reached the part of the... Uh... The, the, of our chat log where there's a guy that's just like it's just a it's just a funny mug what's everyone making yeah. a big deal about it? yeah <laughs> like he's just that guy from disco elysium that picks that option <laughs> yeah I'm like well there's that guy bye tell us keith <laughs> scrolling more but we may what is the next about question past mistakes uh, and trauma trying to find one again no i mean we, we, we i think we ran out of questions wait no, we have not run out of questions. Uh, what's your most enjoyable LP this year? The new and what are you looking new forward DLC for most to start an LP of? I play video games this year. Oh yeah, I'm torn between Outer Wilds DLC because that game's so good mm. and uh, uh, Deathloop. Porque no los dos? Because that's oh that's right I, I didn't play this year four years since oh, pray, pray. pray is my most enjoyed I yeah. can't is my uh, most enjoyed this year I can't process even how though old I did have pray a vampire is. this year I enjoyed oh vampire was so fun but pray was better uh, mm. I think my most enjoyed let's play is Hades mine's mm. probably so far, zero <laughs> time dilemma but I didn't what. Yeah, what is wrong with you? It doesn't mean the game's good. That's not how this works. Games are like painful nightmares. Although I did also have a lot of fun end. finally well, doing a, a series on Resident Evil 6 after all this time. It took like five attempts to finally do a completed zero uh, Resident Evil 6 playthrough. But it's also like oh, that's all a full <laughs> circle thing where it was the original thing I tried to make an essay on all those days back. 
Maybe I'll make a low effort thing out of it, like top five and bottom five levels where it's like the what joke is, the is bottom, I have to the worst five, one. Is it the NASCAR levels to complement the warehouse <laughs> where you run around a bunch as uh, Leon? Oh, the, snow oh, the warehouse isn't even that bad. The I, the snow level where you have to find three pieces of Jake's DNA yes. DNA when he's right there. It's pretty bad. <laughs> uh, no, it was last year. Is there? Do we play Wasteland this year? That was probably There's one coming up? last year. Dang it. There's DLC right. for that, Andrew. <laughs> what, what's the really? Is there DLC? Keith, yeah, we're going to just show up to the DLC they and nerfed, just with our they fucking animal army ruin whatever plans <laughs> they had. Like, <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. It's too late. It's too late now. Like, you can't. That's you can't shitty fix in its own problem. way. When you've already built your yeah. playthrough a certain way, yeah. it's fucked up to patch the game and then yeah. change your viability of your build mid run. <laughs> It's got like, its own I, problems. I don't think I don't think we're gonna have any problems. Even even if we go back mm-hmm. with our yes. that game just has build. egregious like, balance problems. <laughs> yeah, it will never be balanced. You can't fix that. Well, it's just like eighty like percent of game was just like unviably useless, and it's like, I, how do I play the game then? And then you find your one broken thing. It's like I guess I'm doing this now. Benjamin, oh fuck, Half Life Alex no, was this year. I guess that might be my favorite game this year. I liked how I went into that game not understanding until I'd already started playing it that it was a horror game. <laughs> I was oh. like, what have I done? This is a game where spiders jump at your face in 3D. <laughs> I didn't really think this through. I literally made it all the way into to, to the prologue and got to the second level where you see zombies lying around. You're like, oh, wait, Half-Life is kind of horror isn't it? And now I'm playing yeah. it in VR. I oh, think no. Half-Life <laughs> is too really really digs into the horror more than the first one. I, d- I don't... I don't know that they even tried in the first game to be horror-y. Yeah, I don't know if they did, but Half-Life 2 was definitely horror-y. Like, a lot more darkness, and there's just, like, monsters that, like, grab you and pull you to the ceiling, and the head crabs jumping at your face, and there's, like, a new, scarier one that's, like, poisony and looks, like, even more spidery, and then they just have a zombie, like, mow down these zombies, like, Ravenholm level, where it's just this mad scramble, and then having to do that all, like, that's already, like, oh, yeah, it's, like, horror light, but then you take that and you put it in 3D, in vr when you have to do it all manually and and aiming is hard and stuff keeps coming at you and it's like it's way scarier immediately and they they clearly realize that during development of having to pick up all the little snails or whatever those are for upgrades do you think that detracted from the game or did it add yeah i don't uh grabbing the weird Mm -hmm. little like discs that had shiny holes in them i i i like being rewarded for Mm -hmm. exploring thoroughly and looking around your environment a lot like heart pieces and stuff so like i i just think that's neat to be like taking a a careful look around and grabbing those all up and then getting to the next upgrade station finally one Mm -hmm. like it's the it's kind of like like that part in particular was dead space as hell like now that i'm playing dead space right Mm -hmm. now i'm like wow this is like the structure of half-life alex's campaign is they just specifically scattered a weird re-upgrade resource everywhere and then you had to like pick it up by being thorough while you're also kind of playing through a horror thing 
No, I, I like I like grabbing up those much. things. The worm things that were for healing were like yeah. They should clearly be designed what for somebody space, that was having more trouble with the does, game, which is uh, give you more healing and more ammo based on how you're doing. Or is that the based on? Oh no 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 the. No, does it's, space it's have Resident Evil that I'm thinking of. Like Resident Evil does, does is it I know gives you more loot if you're playing on easier. That's why you find all those locked containers, as far as I know. Yeah, I may I may be mistaken about that. I don't, I don't know. I think I think I read it somewhere because I never played that. I mean, I I lie. I played Dead Space a little bit, and uh, I, I f it wasn't it wasn't Resident Evil. You know, when I say Resident Evil, I mean Resident Evil 1, 2, and 3, not whatever it became. Um, it wasn't Resident Evil, so I was like, oh, this is very action-y, I'm not into this. And I didn't play it. Oh, I, 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 I like stuff like uh, Alien Isolation more. Just things that are more ponderous in, in the horror, rather than just killing a bunch of mutants. Which is fun, it can be fun, but... I, I don't know. I think it's it, it. I don't know. Dead Space is always one and two were always a lot of fun. Uh, those are the games that I I like enjoyed going through and playing multiple times, just because there's always this like, how could I have done this better? How could I have well like what would if I upgraded this differently or what if I did this instead? Like there's a lot of fun uh, situations you can find yourself in if you're like, oh, I upgraded the plasma cutter to be ridiculously strong. So That's I can just Keith like, did. like pretty much get every enemy onto its knees immediately, or yeah, or alternatively, you could be like, I'm just gonna put all of my points into the uh, the remote. What is it, into the like the saw, the remote saw for thing? some reason? What is it called? And like never have ammo to use this thing, but yeah, like I don't remember. I just there's there are some weapons that you're like you can just hurt yourself to upgrade more, but it's fun. Uh, I think two is two is my favorite just because there's a lot more uh there's a lot more enemies to stomp on into. Two just mm -hmm. had better better enemies to 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 bully. I think at the One time when I played Dead Space on its enemies. Uh I think I was considering between Dead Space and um uh, Gears of War, I think. And Gears of War just appealed more to my action sense. And I played through the campaign. I remember there being one particular point that was really rubbish. But generally, I liked Gears of War better. Where where did Keith go? Oh, I remember I playing the first Gears of War campaign over and over and over again, and then <laughs> yeah, barely touching the sequels and just being really bored with them. Mm. Like, well, like, the, it didn't like the phase much. had just passed. Like it. It's funny because yeah. Gears of War One was specifically just so not finished. So I played like what might have been the worst campaign the most, but it was like new at the time. But yeah, like it's so incomplete mm -hmm. that they, it's full of stuff like how you just like, I think at some point you just like teleport to a train and that's like where the final level is and there's no context for it. It feels, like, it feels that very much. There's several just missing levels they never finished throughout the campaign. One of my, yeah, it's one of the funny things about a lot of the like sort of like iconic or memorable games and so on is that a lot of times like these days they keep getting like high budget remakes and they're like games that were themselves like unfinished and cobbled together. It's like, wow, this game was going to be mm. worthy of remaking. Sure would have been nice if they had the chance to finish it the first time. <laughs> yeah. Like how 
Demon Souls has an entire missing chapter and it has the high, super ultra high budget remake and all that. And like the uh, the KOTOR remake has me wondering, like, are they going to remake KOTOR 2? And are well, they going to like bring back that like lost content when they do it? Yeah, or I think they, KOTOR is, or is specifically going to be like a, once again, a like whole missing new game all stuff. in the sense that, it, you know, it's going to be... It's not the same engine or anything of the sort. It's not. It probably isn't going to play like the same. But because they they're they're hiring writers and stuff, so you know they're not going to just copy paste. Weird. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, what movie or video game music? I think they were completely caught up in this last question too. Uh, what movie or video game music takes you to a peaceful place? Alien takes me to a peaceful place. I love it. <laughs> what? The movie. <laughs> Great. It's fantastic. Like, like the movie? Mm hmm. The Dark Crystal theme song is phenomenal. It just it punches me. <laughs> oh, I don't listen to music to go to a peaceful place. I can't, I can't actually. I kind of worry about you guys. Can't actually, yeah, I can't. Uh, it's it's more like a peaceful place. What is that? Is that for when you're trying to relax? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I What's think I, if it is we're, for we're trying to relax, yeah, for me in terms of movies, but songs, I don't or music, I don't listen to music for relaxation. Uh, if I had, yeah, I don't. It's uh, it's always for enjoyment of what? the song of the music itself. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Oh, do well, that. <laughs> I love lo fi chill beats to study uh, slash relax. It's always high energy. <laughs> I'm. Yeah, no, I, I can I, listen I almost, to like, I sad songs like to Stephen Wilson. Music. Is one of, I can listen to, uh, to sad songs like, like from one of my favorite authors rock. is Stephen Wilson, and he, um, he also um, has a, a band or had a band called Porcupine Tree. And a lot of their songs are very melancholic and, and, and low energy, but I listen to them and I engage with them in the moment. And I can't just put them in the background and be like, ah, oh, that's it. Nah, I just like, I'm feeling it when I'm listening. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Best song. Aquatic <laughs> yeah. ambience for 10 hours. There you go. <laughs> the end. It's easy. I think yeah, it's the best. Podcasts... It's the best song. Podcasts and video mm -hmm. essays I, I, like yeah, squished out the idea of like listening to background music. So now, now back now, music is just a thing I listen to on purpose if I ever get around to I, it. And honestly, one of the primary yeah. times I get I encounter music these days is when we're uh, mm -hmm. like going on a road trip and everyone's taking turns picking the next song, basically. That's how mm -hmm. I learned about a lot of like AJJ and stuff like that. I do. Was uh, Stephanie will thinking, play a lot of folk punk? I'm thinking like I like when I take walks, I listen to music and I try to like find new music to listen to, and because it's you know it's the same walk, mm -hmm. but the only thing that changes is just like what you're listening to. For me, music like the rec having somebody recommend music to you, and then enjoying that piece of music with them, is something very powerful as a personal relationship sort of thing. You don't have to. You don't have to like enjoy it in a way that oh I'm gonna start listening to this for the rest of my life or something like that. Um, but like having somebody show you, look at this, and you listen and you give it a shot and learn a little bit more. That's something that I've always 
uh, I, I've always uh, valued very much. And, and like I, I, I've mentioned it before. I have a, I have had a band for for a few years, and it, we're, we grow and we we uh, we shrink. It's just an amateur band where we play for fun, and some musicians enter and leave, and all. It's it's always a mess because there's no bass. The bass players, there's just bass players are a mythical creature, um, and uh, it's just you know availability and all that. It's, it's difficult, but throughout all the jam sessions and just going to friends concerts and stuff like that which i haven't done in the last few years and i don't know if i'm ever going to do again honestly but all the all the all the relationships are punctuated and not really punctuated there's sort of uh around liking music and obviously because it's in a music scene it's obvious for that to be the case but it's just you know it's a shared connection music is so powerful for for a relationship uh, you know, I'm talking about friends, not even like love relationships or anything. I, uh, whenever somebody tells me to listen to to a song, I'm like, yeah, let's let's give it a shot because, yeah, it's uh, I think, I think that's where I I learned the most. Just picking random music by uh, on purpose is not something I do, unfortunately, or I can I, I feel comfortable doing. I should say, I can do it, but it's just I don't do it. Why so many people's tastes are just dictated mm -hmm. by what's popular and what's on the radio and or what's like viral or whatever is because how the fuck do you just like encounter music that you'll like half the time? But yeah, like the uh, like the credit song of the Annihilation video was because Stephanie was playing AJJ all the time, and then then that song made it into that video. I didn't fucking mm -hmm. know that song a year ago, but it was perfect. Oh. Uh also Gangplank Galleon. That's a good one. Is that from and hours of that? From One Piece. They're both from uh no, those are both from Donkey Kong Country. <laughs> Donkey Kong Country had some just slapping music. I love the cannot, main I love Jungle Japes. You just can't just you so can't catchy. hate Donkey Kong music. It's so good. Yeah. I don't uh, even like Donkey Kong. <laughs> you don't have to like Donkey Kong. Yeah, you just... I don't like like anything about Donkey Kong besides its music. Yeah, it's, well, I like Donkey Kong Country a lot, yeah. but yeah, it has it has great I, music. I I, um, I I like actively dislike the uh, the fucking the graphic style that, that Rare went for with those games. <laughs> I'm like, this is really ugly. Don't do that. Really? Huh. Yeah, it's, it's so unappealing. It's like kind of That's okay funny. in Golden Sun, and basically nobody else did a good job at it. And it's hard to, and it's arguable that I even like it entirely in Golden Sun. I think that was like the main reason I even bought the game was because it looked like that. Yeah, and I was like, wow, this and looks Gold different. I'm so like, used to like Super Mario Brothers, and that just looks boring. <laughs> just because it's just pixels, you know. Like, but seeing like a 3D thing yeah. in a Super Nintendo was like, whoa, how do they really do that? Direction, <laughs> but. Yeah. What are some Just of your rare. favorite mm. games from genres that you normally don't like? Overwatch. Uh, you don't like you. You liar. You like Overwatch. I normally like. Uh, I, yeah, when you're, I, you're I started, now. Don't lie. When I started playing Overwatch, I had not touched competitive shooters basically at all since Halo since Two. Halo. Yeah. Which was that, uh, okay, two thousand. That checks Four. out. <laughs> I, 
I've played that for like a year straight addictively and will rave about its cool DLC practices and all that where they would become free and stuff. But uh, yeah, I just I just didn't bother with competitive like anything basically forever. And Overwatch is even not only is it a competitive online shooter, it's a it's a it's a PC online shooter. And like PC games burned me by everyone being like absurdly because I, I I think about like playing RTSs as a kid and just getting crushed. So it's like a hyper elite feeling context. And then on top of that, if you before mm. Overwatch, I would have told you that I don't like objective based shooters at all. Like I don't want to like I, I want objectives in my in my campaign. I wish every I wish like. I wish perfect dark style games were still really common as opposed to just like shooting gallery games, which is what most shooter campaigns are. But multiplayer, I would just play fucking team deathmatch over and over again. I, I never had any interest in objectives. They usually always feel felt like they were just worse. And Overwatch is fucking fantastic at what it does. It like makes me angry how how my taste it is. I have the problem where none of the I like most being genres. There. And uh, mm. the one specifically that I don't tend to like, which, which is JRPGs. I don't have any JRPG that I like. Not a single one. But, um... Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I, maybe um, like a sports game. I don't like walking simulators a whole lot. Uh, and in fact, novel. I only have... I have very rarely play them. But I do have one in particular, which is uh, What Remains of Edith Finch, that I enjoyed a lot. And uh, if you include in that genre, which you shouldn't because most of it is flying, but if you include Outer Wilds, then Outer Wilds... Because what is even the genre of Outer Wilds, right? Uh, oh. Well, there you go. Then it, 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 Outer Wilds is amazing. So, yeah, what remains... <laughs> it's good, I'll make it's a video one day that normalizes that stupid pun term I made up. <laughs> yeah. I guess... It is because we we just sort of play the games that we uh, like. The really genres hard. that are like, I guess. Well, not just that, <laughs> but like I have to find something I enjoyed, which is the hard part. I mean, I guess if we if we can be like bending mm. the rules a little bit, I would say probably Outer Worlds. Like I, I hate RPG games, but. I got through that one and I think I could, I could, I think I only got through that one just because it literally had like the hardest time trying to bend its back to excuse my behavior. And I thought that was like pretty funny. Um, like it, it just couldn't, the game just wasn't built for me. It just was not from the ground up. It was built for somebody taking this, like even just a fraction more seriously than I could possibly ever give it. But like the game had to pretend like there was like an option for me that was because it, it wasn't just going to give me a fail state, but also it should have given me a fail state because it's just I, there was no one left in my game after. But really, it was just me. You and couldn't that kill scientist the guy. wouldn't let me kill. You couldn't kill the people it. in the space. And it was still just like that. You did it. Real Good job. Friends we made along the way. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. The people I mean, yeah, that, are, it, that are only saved off camera after the game's over. Yeah, yeah. The only, the only, if the game didn't think, let me kill them, those are the only people that lived. Everyone else was gone. Because, <laughs> like, how do you, you have to? Yeah, you, you can't fix a system like that without 
literally removing yeah. all of the people involved in it. Like, I think every person in that game was just like, think, yeah. you can't be salvaged. I'm sorry. You have to go. It's just like, it's a, it's a trope. It's a joke. And also a truth. When people always say like, you can't the, imagine a world. People can't imagine a world after but, capitalism. But it's Andrew the point can. of the game. It's just glass. I think it is the point of the game. Makes <laughs> yeah, the it's, it's a cynical yeah, point. Yeah, it's, it's a very... I mean, to be honest, the entire point of the game is just to like get these actually non-destructive to their life and everything else people to like alive and on the planet. And no better way to do that than to just empty out all the homes and get rid of all the people who are going to ruin their interpretation of space. Like, let's just clear the field, get these people in here with no, no uh, issues. Like... Hey, look, homes are already built for you. There's like some kind of infrastructure. Don't worry about the corpses. We'll clean those up next week. But like, it's mm -hmm. good. You can, whatever system <laughs> you're thinking of, we can have it here. Capitalism, that you should go back in the sleeping tube. Trust me, I don't want you to be in this pile of dead bodies. But like, everything else on the table. <laughs> like, just one more question. Okay, like, really. I've got like five minutes left before my food gets here. Oh. Uh, what movie are you looking forward to watching this year? Wait, movies come out still? Um, <laughs> Surprise, they're back. I mean, they, I guess they never stopped. They were just being released. Oh, no. Weirdly, and, and like, you had to, like, hear about them. <laughs> it's the worst movie that's coming out this year. Uh, <laughs> they try to reverse psychology it. It sounds awful. Uh, Jungle Cruise? <laughs> it's already out. Shit. Uh, yeah, this year, I mean, we're I mean, almost at the end. not out yet. <laughs> Uh, all these <laughs> cosmic sin. What is Wait. that? I'm sorry. Is that is that Will Smith? Not Will Smith. Uh, what what's his name? The other I just, guy. I just searched 2021 um, movies and I'm seeing a grid that of I mostly things Bruce I don't Willis. recognize. Oh, that's Bruce Willis. Is Bruce Wait, Bruce Willis is still 66. alive. 66. He's 66. Yeah. Oh my mm. God! How old are you, Bruce? Go to sleep. 66. He's, yeah, he's not incredibly mm. old or anything. It is a sci-fi movie. What is Cosmic Sin? Directed by the same person who directed... Um, uh, uh, it's uh, War on a Space Planet with Aliens. Perfect. That sounds so bare bones. Let's go with that. That's prob that, sounds, yeah. that probably it's makes it a, a good movie. It's got a 2.5 out of 10 on IMDb. <laughs> That's exactly what I want to see. That's that was the movie I was expecting. I was so I excited don't watch for movies, it, so I, and I it don't. lived up to the hype. I, yeah. So the last movie I watched was. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, my air conditioner was broken for a week, so I ran off to the theater to experience cold air again because it was just I was burning everywhere and I couldn't get any work done because all I could think about was how I was just stewing in my juices and shit. So. Uh, I went to the theater and I saw Ten Rings and uh, Candyman back to back. Candyman's pretty good. Ten Rings was a reminder of like, oh yeah, Marvel does just make like these competent kind of like enjoyable movies that you'll forget about immediately. But like in the moment, they seem pretty well made. <laughs> and you're like, oh yeah, this is why they've been succeeding. I kind of forgot because I haven't seen one for like a year and a half. Uh but what the surprise was that I while I was watching those movies as a trailer for a movie I'd fucking <laughs> never heard of. There's an Edgar Wright movie coming out soon. So that one 
I didn't know there was an Edgar Wright movie coming out. I heard it mentioned like the documentary about like a rock band or something, but I did not know that he had like what looks like a horror movie between with time travel, which is a fucking departure for him because all of his other movies are like I guess not always, but like there's like it's it's like a mm-hmm. a build up to like action set pieces. Maybe Shaun of the Dead the least of of all, but uh uh Baby Driver, uh Scott Pilgrim and At World's End are all like action movies by the end. And so like and there's like a style there's a style to his stuff that I'm like, I don't know how it's, it's gonna called translate Last Night to what looks like a horror movie, but I want to see it. So I'm very excited about that. There it is. I I was it's literally not on the screen. I don't know that it really just. I'm, I'm really looking at a giant red of 2021 the, movies on and it's Wikipedia not on page, it, which it is frustrating. Maybe it's United not. Kingdom uh, release on 29th of October. Oh, okay. Uh, Wikipedia says 29th October, USA. It comes out like, a, like like a day before Halloween. Can't wait. I like to think that Baby, Baby Driver is just like the... That's the fastest a movie's aged poorly ever. I like I like to imagine it's just like it was the, like in the, theaters while the Kevin Spacey stuff was coming out. I think what was Baby Driver? Oh, Kevin Spacey's I, in it prominently. It's like I don't oh, even know what no. it is. Is Baby Driver? What what is it? What is it? Oh, okay. That does yeah wow that's probably not ideal yeah, yeah he's like a he's like a getaway uh, driver uh in like and it's done in the edgar wright sort of style and it's uh mm. the gimmick in that particular movie is a lot of it was synced up to music I, so he was he was always because he has tinnitus so he's always listening to music in his headphones and you would hear the mm. music he's listening to and the world would sync up with the music oh that's and it was neat. and it's fun yeah yeah I, I when you said baby driver i thought it was just like <laughs> Nickelodeon children's version of Drive. No, a boss it's just baby. like a bunch of yeah. It's like it's like the boss baby of Drive. Yeah, like, no. so it's just a bunch of like Muppets driving cars. Like no, baby, baby Driver is <laughs> an entire movie of Edgar Wright showing off, which is usually what he does. Isn't that what all directors do? Is that yeah. like the entire point of cinematography is just showing like, off? He just he seems to have such specific control over what comes out and so he flexes that a lot is he talking about poop like, or it feels movies? like some we'll Baz Luhrmann shit sometimes like that level of like this is just I can get away with whatever the fuck I want let's go yeah I don't I, I think I've seen two movies in theaters this year no three movies I also saw The Purge whichever the new one was The Forever Purge this one's about the border. Those are, they're trash, yeah, but they're I've my only, trash. <laughs> yeah, I've only seen three movies this year. Um, so I'm on the, I'm on the road here <laughs> to seeing them all. Every movie, 2021, gonna gonna watch it. I don't know. It's it's. It's tough. I like the only time I know movies exist are if I go to the movies and they tell me about a movie existing because otherwise I have no visibility into what comes out. 
like I don't watch advertisements and I don't I don't I literally get no advertisements in my life. So a movie has to like somehow jump over into my into real world without through with without it being through advertisement or it has to be like whatever's playing. I at almost the I local find out like most movies that I end up being interested in via YouTube. Often because like, like someone makes a video about, about it them? or something. Yeah. yeah. Other because yeah, like if you just sit around what like hearing about all the movies coming out, it's like mm. you just get numb because most of them are just look horrible. <laughs> like it's just not I, yeah, a good. All of... You just get a word of mouth though. And you're like, oh yeah, Invisible Man, The Hunt, Green Knight. Yeah, I'll check those out. Yeah, like there's a lot of like pretty much any the majority of the time you <laughs> see trailers. That was it's also still Parasite. Just like, wow, that was some strong word of mouth. <laughs> Wait, Parasite. Yeah. You 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 heard about Parasite so much when it was coming out because it was people were really fans of that. Mm -hmm. What is that's the? That's oh, the is that the Korean, Korean film that won awards? Oh, yeah. Okay, that's all I know about it. I don't know anything about that movie. I have no oh, idea what the plot is. I have no idea like what the why it's so it's popular. Oh, you never seen Parasite? Yeah, just no. I, I I again, it's a it's a movie. I'm not gonna watch it unless like there's something. Everyone makes you. Me too. They feel like trick yeah. you into it. Like I, I'm never. I'm never gonna go. Through, you have to get to you through your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, but it's like no. Yeah, it, basically, like because otherwise I won't. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna make the effort to. I've I've got such a backlog of anime. I don't have time for <laughs> adding movies to that. I, uh, I, I follow directors just, a lot, and I know that the like auteur stuff isn't entirely a thing, and it's like iffy. But there's also like no easy way to track who will make projects that you like when they're made of by like 600 people. Oh, no, it really is. <laughs> so the isn't. director still is like the best reference point you have. Like an actor's not the fuck the, the fuck things are an actor going to be in. Well, I sure like Tom Holland and Spider-Man. Let's watch the movie where, where my, men's rapey thoughts are broadcasted oh, no. in the audio around them via a cloud glimmer. There are some actors that <laughs> will be more. That's, that's, that's a real movie. Consistent. Like for example, uh, Denzel Washington has a very specific style of movie that, that he makes. Or that he belong. Oh yeah, it's it's worth keeping an eye out for what movies uh, the or who the actor is. They're the main like the actor, the lead actor is. I don't know from Ex Machina and oh, Star um, Wars. Uh, oh right, that one. Shit, Oscar Isaac. Uh, he's in Ex Machina and Annihilation and all that. You know who Oscar yeah, Isaac. Yeah, I, uh, I know. He plays Poe in star wars yeah oh oh i know who poe is yeah when you see him outside of the blockbuster stuff it's like well that, here's an interesting list to go through uh but i don't I'll, but have I'll follow i seen directors anything mostly like ryan johnson or uh or edgar wright or tarantino oh well yeah that's, that's the only movie i've star seen wars oh, i haven't seen star wars, wars but i've ever seen i know him from star wars Oh, did I watch Sucker Punch? Mm -hmm. I did watch Sucker Punch. Oh, yeah. I guess also Sucker Punch. Oh no. Um oh, Yeah, no. that's it though. I don't I don't know any of these other movies he's been in. <laughs> well, I mean, I know some of them, like Born Legacy, but I didn't watch it, obviously. But yeah, I don't. Oh, I guess also in uh uh Into the Spider-Verse, but that was animated, so I didn't know it was him. Who's um, in that? I didn't even know that. I Apparently, he, he must played, have played like interesting a voice. person number one. What the fuck does that? 
There you go. <laughs> That's an Why? abrupt ending. Anyway, we're three hours in. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. It's, it's time to head the food out. Food has arrived. <laughs> See you later. Yeah. Well, it's, we're. It, it was. We've got. We've yeah. got lives. We can't sit here and we're, answer We're over time, and uh, <laughs> we're just <laughs> send in your questions to dialogue choices podcast at gmail <laughs> for future episodes Bye. and all that. Happy one year anniversary, everybody. <laughs> Here's to 10 Yay. more. This no, was our one year good. and 10 year anniversary at the same time because we're bad at this, I guess. Wow. I, I'm trying to. Go to bed. <laughs> Rude, honestly. <laughs>